Attention, this is a matter of national security. After a meteorite crashed into the New Jersey Turnpike, the following digital audio transmission from the You Watch I Listen podcast was intercepted by NASA scientists in the year 2019. The You Watch I Listen podcast is about to start. Sit down, listen close, and try not to die. The You Watch I Listen podcast starts now. Home Depot uh, in Kansas had to be evacuated for a bomb threat. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, take it out, take it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, suck it nice and slow. <laughs> Couple other really funny news stories. Kenny G. Who the fuck is Kenny G? The fucking clarinet player. Oh, suck it nice. <laughs> what did he do wrong? He's being Charles Manson all weird. In the middle of it, he cuts her off and goes, Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, take it out, take it Dude, out. Dude, now I see why people followed Charles Manson. He was very straightforward. Yeah, he had the right idea. It's time for the You Watch I Listen podcast, and always remember, don't sniff it, just do it. Hi, Taylor. Hi. You know who's not here with us right now? Josh. Yeah, we gotta give Josh a little credit here. Do we? <laughs> yeah, for being cunt waffle supreme. He out-cunted himself this week. It was amazing. Twice. Yeah, dude. Twice. He's having a midlife crisis. Real midlife um, crisis. By the way, welcome to You Watch I Listen. Hello. Um... <laughs> So he, uh, our our wonderful, uh, extraordinaire. Um, what what do we actually call him? The engineer, Josh the engineer. Yeah, Josh the engineer. He, he decided, we called him Young Joshua. Yeah, he decided young, not to. Young Joshua. Um, he decided he needs to get a, uh, another piercing, and he decided to get one that like girls get down the shore in high school in his ear. Yeah. Um, and I he, smacked him in the ear last night. <laughs> he got his car. He got his cartilage pierced, but it's a stud. Yeah, it's a stud. So it ain't that. And then metrosexual. And then he was like drunkenly telling me, he's like, dude, I'm gonna get my industrial. And what like, do you mean? why? So I. I did that when I was like 22. Yeah, that after 30, I said it to him. I was like, if you do this stuff around the age of 30, usually you're a heroin addict. Well, yeah, I mean, like it's it's okay. So he went into great detail last night because last night was our, was an esteemed guest of the show, Michael. Yes, it Michael was. Uh, it's actually today is actually Manfro's birthday, well, but we celebrated last we night. We celebrated last night, and so Josh decided to, you know, be an asshole. Just you know, because he, he outcunted himself. He can't hold his. Blues. Yeah, so he he drank a six of Molson. Right, dude. It's a seven percent beer. Yeah, so that's a pretty good buzz right there. You're pretty <laughs> fucked up. And he drank it in an hour. Yeah, and especially if you're someone that doesn't drink that often. <laughs> and then he decided, hey, these white claws look good. And the thing about white claws, they are low key, so dangerous. Five percent, dude. It's I a know. normal beer. And, and the thing is, but the thing is, they don't taste like you're drinking a beer. It tastes like you're drinking a like, flavored like a real seltzer. seltzer. Yeah. And you could. I've literally one night I drank like nine of them, like not thinking. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm fine. And then I'm like, oh, so, no. So so the last night. It was the first time Josh has ever had a white claw. 
That's what he said to me. It's not the first time he's had a vagina, though. <laughs> so he he got pretty fucked up. Pretty uh, fucked up? Yeah, pretty fucked up. So why don't we just uh, get into this? Because uh, uh, being as that we are just uh, a week and a half away from the start of the 100th year of the NFL, yeah. um, instead of doing our final word over the next uh, 20 weeks or so over the NFL season, mm-hmm. um, we will dedicate the last half of our show to the NFL and our picks. We're going to see who... Uh, has the best record by the end of the season. Yeah. We're going to have some type of thing where whoever's the worst has a punishment okay. dictated to them by the two people above them, okay. and the winner gets something from the two people below them. It's like a sacco so punishment. the worst place you could finish uh-huh. is in the middle, because then you're just kind of, you're either giving something or you're picking something. Okay. I'd rather finish in last and have something happen to me. Like, if Josh comes in last, we have to make him get another piercing or tattoo. We have to <laughs> We have to make him get a septum pierced. That that one's a little rough. No, it's no, not. I would rather some no, kind of weird tattoo. Because you could hide that. Like I would like. Yo, make him tattoo just Y W I L like somewhere. I, I think. Well, I think if um he got our names tattooed on his toes, like D A N T A Y L O R, Dan Taylor. <laughs> I think I'd like. So we have to pull yeah. for. We have to collude. Okay. I hope Josh doesn't listen back to this. But no, I don't think so. I, I think, think that's the deal. That I mean, he gets a free tattoo out of it. It's on his toes. What's the worst that happens? Fuck you mean free? I ain't paying for that. What, how much is a fucking toe tattoo going to cost? doesn't matter. I'm still not paying for it. If I lose but it, why am I about, paying for it? But think about how dumb, dumb he will look. What, for 20 bucks? I'll think about it. Yeah, exactly. We'll do something 20 bucks for is 20 bucks, dude. Um, so why don't we get into this, Taylor? How was your week? You were down in Wildwood last weekend? Yeah, I fell asleep on the beach for 12 hours. That's fantastic. Fucked up my nose, dude. At least you didn't hurt any of the disc in your neck like I did. Well, that I've never been so happy about a neck yeah, injury before in my know, life. It, the herniated disc has always been, and this, this might be karma, because it's been one of my favorite sports injuries, because commentators <laughs> fuck it up, and they go, He's got a herniated dick, does he? <laughs> my dick is always herniated. Oh my god. Um, so other than that, my week was all right. Uh, nothing really too exciting. The fights last weekend. Uh, I watched. A, I finished a ton of TV shows this week. Yeah, uh, tell me. Season two of Mindhunter. Season three of Glow. I'm caught up on Secession. And I think that's just about it as far as television shows go. Mm. Um, so why don't we just go into our reviews? Um, do you want me, to, want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Right, pal. You gave me Alkaline Trio's latest album, Is This Thing Cursed? Yeah. Um, we talked about Alkaline Trio a little bit last week. I'm a big fan. As far as songwriting goes, they're one of my favorites. You were actually telling me when the album came out, you went back and listened to all the old stuff and not yes. even the new record. Yeah, I did not listen to the new one. And um, when I listened to their old stuff, the, the, I think it was the, the album or two before this one, it wasn't as strong to me. It was almost a little heavy-handed. The music didn't flow as well. It wasn't bad. It wasn't yeah. bad. Well, I'll say the last album, My Shame is True, which I think was like four years yeah, difference yeah. because Matt was doing the Blink-182 yep. thing. I like it. I like it's that one bad. a lot. It's not yeah, bad. Yeah. It just doesn't feel like a real Alkaline Trio album to yeah, me, those sure. two. This one felt like the old Alkaline Trio. Mm-hmm. Starting out with the first song, Is This Thing Cursed? Um, the thing I like about Alkaline Trio is even when they're a little heavy-handed, it works for the sound of the song. Um, and the first song, right off the bat the lyrically it's a little heavy handed but it works for the flow of the song so I gave that a 4 Blackbird got a 4 Demon in Division was a 5 I actually had a bunch of 5's on this album did you? Uh, Demon in Division was a 5 I'll tell you my 5's right away Um, Little Help was a 5 uh, Sweet Vampires was a five. Okay. Pale Blue Ribbon was a five. Stay was a five. And the final song, Crystalline, was a five. I had a very Damnesia feel to it. Yes. And uh, the one reason I like Crystalline so much is now that I can finally say there's a song that ends in uh, Aline that isn't Glycerine that I like. <laughs> <laughs> like that song by Bush? I fucking hate Bush. Mm-hmm, um, so it, this whole album flows very, very smoothly from one song to the next. The sounds kind of stay similar, but they each have their own distinct flavor to them. Yeah. Uh, Skiba's lyrics, again, are unbelievable. He, he paints a very 
very, very good picture with words in almost every song, even the ones I don't like as much. Yeah, right. Like, even like a song like Time to Waste was one of my least favorite songs on an album, and I love that song. It's still great. It's a great song because the way their, their flow from lyrics to songs to breakdown to bridge to chorus is incredible. Yeah, for sure. It's like, I kind of wish that, I, I don't know exactly what the writing process is as far as Blink-22 is concerned, but it feels like it's Mark and Travis more so than they, they really don't let Matt do too much. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Because, I mean, they're capitalizing on all the nostalgia still anyway because they haven't been a band for so long. But uh, Matt Skiba really is just a headed, like headed heels above the rest. He really is the driving force behind sure. the band. Absolutely. And it just stinks because even though he's the face of Alkaline Trio, the other two guys, I forget their names. See? There yeah, you go. Exactly. Right there. Yeah. Um, I forget their names, but they're they're talented musicians as well. Yeah, no, the, the whole band, and the other thing I like about them is that they don't show off. Not like, at all. They keep their song structure very basic because their, their music isn't about the actual music itself. There's those bands where, you know, they're trying to do something musically, whether they're showing off the drummers, the guitars, the yeah. bass, whatever. They keep everything tight, simple, and let the lyrics tell the story that they're trying to tell. It's very rudimented in like basic pop, like, like basic punk rock. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Where it's like, absolutely. this is what it is, this is what, like it or not, whatever. Yeah. So what, what's what's your overall ranking for this album? Um, at a, on a scale of five, I'm going to give it a four and a half out of five. Sick. I genuinely love this album. It was a very, very easy listen. I feel like I've been doing well with these you, albums You lately. actually have been on fire. The only one I didn't like was that um that uh-huh. pop, that metal what? core. What? Well, I don't know. No, the one that was weird that I said like, uh, uh, I, I hold on, let me tell you right I'm now. I'm trying to remember. It was the only one? one that I said I didn't like recently. Well, oh, okay, because um, I was thinking, okay, you didn't like the, the Fever Killers. 333 I didn't okay, like. Right, right, right. That one I didn't like. Um, John Mayer was fine. Everything else you've been pretty good with. Cool. Um, so I'm going to give this a four and a half out of five. As Sick. always, Alkaline Trio does not disappoint. Ever, 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 ever. Now, right. the movie you gave me this week was Silence. Silence, Martin Scorsese's most recent film, a step back from his general style of film, but he has yes. done these religious epics before. So starring, what's his name, Andy it, Garfield, Liam Neeson, and Adam, Adam Driver, Driver. Correct. Which... Um, um, by the way, I saw a ridiculous. I'll talk about that. Yeah, later. yeah, sure. Um, this, this, I almost said this album. This movie was so interesting. It was very um, powerful film. Very outside of the box, like you said. This mm-hmm. isn't a normal Scorsese no, film. No, it's, it's got dialogue like Scorsese. There's nothing upbeat about it. Now, my here's here's my question to you. Sure. I couldn't exactly figure out where the two priests. So Adam Driver mm-hmm. and Andy Garfield are, the, are essentially the priests yes. that go to Japan to try to. They're find trying Liam to find Liam Neeson. Yeah. Right. What? Like like where are they from exactly? Because they they almost sound like they have like a weird Italian accent. I believe it's supposed to be like um, they're probably priests that were from Italy that ended up going to England. I yeah. don't know that I don't want to say the mythos specifically or not the mythos, the actual history because it is based on an actual story. Right, I don't know for all sure. All these characters were real people. Yes, and I, w- I would guess because it did sound like an Italian accent, but it they're, they're, very, they're yeah. speaking Latin. No, so yeah, right. It, that's the thing. You back then, it, it, all these religious f- figures spoke in Latin. Yeah, for sure. Um, so th- there's there's so many different things to dissect here because it's such a, again, it's a very it's not. When I say it's not enjoyable, what I mean is it's hard. To, it's a very it's legitimately movie hard to watch. to watch because there's some. Obviously, it's about religion, Christianity in sure. um, Japan, which mm-hmm. was obviously outlawed in the 1600s. Absolutely, but like actually seeing stuff go down. There's one very powerful scene, and this just makes me love Adam Driver so much more. Was when they have um, I forget the like the Inquisitor. Like they they bring these guys yes. to the beach, and they have these other these four of the Japanese people that are also that they wouldn't desecrate. Christian. They wouldn't desecrate. They wouldn't spit on on the cross. They on wouldn't. The 
Bruce effects. They wouldn't do any of that. So what happens is they wrap these guys, uh, they wrap these four Japanese um, Japanese uh, Christians up in what looks like like a wool blanket. Essentially, yeah. they take them out to sea and then they just drop them in the water, yep. hold them down. And it's a very powerful scene where Adam Driver is like, "Take me instead." But it's it's what makes it even more powerful is that it's from the point of view of Andrew Garfield, who's being held back. Yeah, um, he has to watch this. And happen. he has to watch. And then Adam Driver swims out and he's trying to save, and he ends up drowning as well. Yep. So it, like just stuff like I literally get I, goosebumps. I mean, like, talking the scene about it. that that. Pulled me into the movie, and I was very into it because it is a bit of a slow buildup, and they're they're laying the groundwork for what's to come. Is when um, the the village of Christians that they met, and then those guys wouldn't also spit on the crucifix, and then they got they got hung on crucifixes as high tide came in over three days. That was crazy. And you're just watching, and he's just praying out loud. And you're watching as they're just sitting there over these few days watching this happen, and then they don't even let them have a proper Christian burial. They, they just burn them. them. Yo, just the part- that scene of the, the the time lapse of him, the one guy that kept surviving for three days, and then yeah. he falls off the crucifix was the, 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 incredibly brutal very, and powerful. Very realistic, too, because, I mean, it's like his hand gets caught in high tide, so yep. he's still hanging there. The other part that, the very next scene after that is when, they, obviously, they, they wouldn't do the Christian burial, sure. is that they brought him, and they, they, uh, they burned him on a pyre, mm-hmm. and they said his body was so saturated with water that it smoked and yep. smoldered before it even caught fire. Yeah. Which is that's, yeah, that's very exactly re- what would happen. So, yeah. And that's Get waterlogged. It is such a real movie and I gotta be honest man I don't know why I don't know how Andrew Garfield doesn't get any more like praise for how good of an I actor he is. The, I, maybe it's starting to turn now. It, it is. I think he, he does get the critical praise but from what I understand he's kind of an asshole and wow. when you're an asshole, I think Emma Stone people, said that about him too. Yeah, I, from, I guess he's like a little difficult to work with, and he's kind of just a prick. Which I I don't care about what someone acts like as long as they're not like committing crimes. Dude, yeah. I, I don't give a fuck. What if you're, you're hard to work with, I mean that just means you're passionate about yeah, it. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean, and it, you take your craft seriously. And he he was incredible in it. I mean, in that span of a year, he did that and Hacksaw Ridge were both incredibly. They're great did, films, but they're powerful. And did, he he was powerful. Very, His performances made, they moved you. Very emotional films. Very ta- very taxing. On an actor. And the ending of the film, when you see and he passes away, mm-hmm. and he's got the little crucifix that the man made him that he gets in the first 25 minutes of the movie, yep. it was a nice full circle moment to show that as he, you know, that movie's called Silence because he said, why are you silent? That scene when he's looking in the water and he thinks he looks like Christ, and then it switches back, there's all these little tangible things laid throughout the movie that shows the struggle that almost anyone can go with whether they're fa- they have faith or not. I think part of having faith is questioning it sometimes yep. through trials and tribulations, through struggles and tragedies in your life. And the fact that he remained faithful through all these things and then when you find Liam Neeson again and you see where he's at, where his faith is at, uh, the movie just, it, it does hit a chord with me. Because Same. again, knowing it was real, and I don't think you have to be a Christian to, to find this movie possible powerful i think if you have any level of faith and even if you don't and just see you know this happened yeah. you know this happened well, the, like I, I don't want to say i'm religious i'm religious to you're probably maybe, spiritual i i'm i would say i'm more spiritual yeah. i was i was raised catholic sure. so i i very much understand like what they're saying what they're going mm-hmm. through At, and andrew garfield had this one little monologue in it as as the as they were leading the guys out to uh the high tide time yeah, yeah, to absolutely. the cross and he's talking about he's like uh, you know like uh, why 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 uh, why did you know what's the 
the trial that these guys have to go yeah. through for their faith. And it's like, why, it's like, it's so easy to keep the faith, but why is it? Why are the trials so hard? Yeah, exactly. And because then he, he's inspired by these people that have are you know their feet are bleeding because they don't have shoes yeah. and they they can't do these things. And he sees how much faith they still have in something that they've been told they can't have faith in. Which is crazy to me. I mean, listen, religious person, you could we could do we could make a whole history thing out of this. Sure. But I mean, his, uh, religious persecution has been a thing from the beginning of time. It's always and been. To be honest I mean, with religion you, is still the a basis thing today. of almost every war. It's still a thing today. To be quite yeah. honest with you, um, but this this is a very this is such a well done movie. To be honest with you, I don't know if it's a Japanese thing or but to be honest, like I hold this up as, as like an underrated classic. It has with, to be. With, with I think like, years down the road, dude, this movie is be, incredible. It'll be looked at like that. So where would you grade this movie on a scale? You're one to ten scale. It's got to be an eight or a an nine. Eight. It's. I figured you would like it. It's. It's like I said. When people think Scorsese, you always think Goodfellas, Casino, Departed, Wolf of Wall Street, Taxi Driver, Raging his, Bull. His big hits. His yeah. This. I mean, this is the third movie of his religious trilogy. And this is the one that he's been trying to make the longest. And it took him the longest to make it. Because no one wanted... It had a huge budget. It was a passion project of his. And you can feel it in his direction and how delicate he was with the telling of the story. Yeah. And uh, sure. I'm, I'm glad you liked it because it is a very unconventional film for, yeah. for me, for you, I think. But you and I tend to like historical epics. Yeah, just because, I mean, like, and here, let me pull the curtain back on everyone who's listening. I mean, growing up, I originally, I mean, before when I was a kid, I wanted to be a meteorologist because of Twister. And same here, Paxton. same here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to school to be a, a history teacher. Yeah. That was legit my, my, my career and, choice. And to see something like this is actually incredibly historically and, accurate. And especially because I'm very, I very much, like, I'm interested by Japanese culture. Yeah. And I think it's so interesting. Old that, Japanese culture is incredibly interesting. That's what I'm saying. I mean, and, and, up and to the so end of the old. samurai, it's incredibly interesting. And, and then we neutered them with Hiroshima and Nagasaki. <laughs> yeah. Now they just bow to us. They, 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 <laughs> Literally. They, thanks, thanks a lot, Harry. All right, uh, so, but no, yeah, this is definitely an eight. This this movie, this movie, well, years, like you said, years down the road, will be considered People will look an back and say, classic. why didn't we talk about this movie more? It's absolutely amazing. Cool. So I'm glad you liked it. So let's get into our picks for this week. Uh-huh. Um, I'll give you my pick first. Okay. Uh, my pick I'm going to give you, this oh. is... Oh, no, 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 never mind. I was, I was going to say, could you do me a favor and not sure. give me a movie that's fucking eight hours no, long? No, I'm going to give you a short one. This movie's about an hour and a half long. Nice. Um, this is an underrated coming-of-age drama, I, I like comedy, classic. Like um, especially movies. from... I think you're, you're really going to appreciate this because okay. it, it's... The movie's called SLC Punk, okay? SLC it start, Punk? SLC, Salt Lake City Punk, okay? Uh, Any it relation starts, to CM it, Punk? No, no pu- relation. There's no GTS in this. <laughs> um, so the, the story... The, basically, the movie's about... Uh, a group of friends that are just punkers. They're punk rockers. Hardcore punk rockers. Like underground. Matthew in. Lillard's a star. Okay. Devin Sawa's in it. I'm My in. buddy Devin Sawa. Okay. Um, you get a young Jason Siegel in this movie. Wow, really? Um, who plays the straight edge punk. He's the guy that just shows up and throws the fuck down. Those are and those are the guys you gotta watch out it's, for. It's uh, So it's just about a bunch of guys going through Salt Lake City, where it's a very old school conservative one in the, it's I believe Mormon. it's during the, the Reagan uh, administration, so the 80s, like right at the boom of punk. It talks about the arguments. Did punk start in America with the Ramones or did it start in England with the Sex Pistols you get stuff like that Um, the early the early introduction of uh, the hardcore drug scene to punk rock the underground punk scene the old mosh pits going to parties and just fucking shit up Um, this is right up my ass this is what I do now 
This is, I think you're going to love this movie, and when this movie hits you, it's going to hit you hard. Yeah. Because it, it brings you on this fun road, and then it takes you down this angle where you're just like, oh shit. The first time I saw this movie, I was devastated. And I just made the landlord watch it for the first time recently, and she was like the same way. She's like, I did not see that coming. Okay. It hits you. They made a terrible sequel to it recently that I don't <laughs> think anyone saw. Um, but uh, SLC Punk was a movie that was such a big part of my youth going to punk shows. Like It was like one of those ones that you just threw down with. Mm-hmm. And I think that you're really gonna like it and I'm, I'm glad that you're I'm, I'm gonna be the one introducing you to this because yeah. this is one that when I asked you earlier if you had seen this and you said you didn't even know what it was no. I was like okay because it would be one of those ones that in your circle like you know going to shows and shit yeah. I'm surprised no one's even brought it up to you dude never so SLC that's Punk right is the my, movie right movie pick alley. for the week alright so I guess my um, I'll, I'll give you my album now because that's, sure. that's usually how, that's, yes. how that goes yeah, usually so the album I was gonna give you, don't know because I'm, not, I'm just writing down the date. <laughs> no, the, the album I was gonna give you, you ended up figuring out when we were talking last <laughs> night. So I ended up, so I ended up changing it okay. last second. It's actually a cover record. Okay, it's Four Year Strong's explains it all. Explains it all. Yes. So this album wait is, is it? So is it Four Year Strong? Four, or years, four years. No, no. I apologize. Four Year Strong is the band. Okay, because that's a album. hard one to say uh, possessively. <laughs> yeah. Four, four Year, year Strong. Four Year Strongs. <laughs> yeah. So the uh, the band is Four Year Strong. And the album is Explains It All. This is a '90s cover record. Okay. So you got they do Mambo Number no. Five? No, they do not. Oh, uh, they do Smashing Pumpkins. Okay. Uh, you know, basically they do a lot of big hits. They do like uh, like She's So High. Oh, uh, shit like that's that. an old school classic. But it's all it's all punk rock, and it's um, it's probably one of my favorite cover records out there. I've been in the cover music lately, just because Newfound Glory released from the screen of your stereo part three gotcha, a couple gotcha. weeks ago. Um, but uh, Four Year Strong is probably one of the most underrated bands in the scene today. Uh, they've been around a very long time. Um, they had a very well-known feud with A Day to Remember, which was very interesting. Yeah, yeah. When they were on the same tour. Okay. So here, I'll give you a quick story. When they were on the same tour together, A Day to Remember wasn't as big as they are now, but they were just really on the come up. I think it was around the Homesick album you. cycle. And uh, I think it was the manager at the time of A Day to Remember and asked Four Year Strong if they could you know, shorten the set by like 10 minutes so A Day to Remember could play longer because they were the headliner yeah, yeah, of the yeah, tour. Yeah. Four Year Strong was like, not. Ah, son, we ain't doing that. So then that turned into this whole big feud where they um, they wrote a uh, day to remember wrote a song about them, and then they made the music video making fun of them because they're known for having their beards. I like, got you. Yeah, they yeah. did like Mortal Kombat fighting them, <laughs> like Beardo and shit yeah, with yeah, fatalities. Yeah, yeah. And then Four Year Strong comes out with a song that wasn't nearly as good. Whichever, whatever. whatever. But that was that was a very big thing. And it, in, in but the it middle, wasn't a work; it was a shoot. No, it was 100 percent a shoot. Okay, shoot. Okay. And it, it was, um, but it was just a lot of fun to see these bands go at it and to see like where Four Year Strong is still doing it and doing it well. And they're still what, releasing and records. And their genre of music, they're closer to like a Day to Remember style. Yes, yes. So they're like, uh, what? Are the, what kind of genre is that? Like, uh, I, I would say it's, it's, it's just metal. It's yeah, metal. No, it's it, no, it's a mix of pop punk really. and metal. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, okay. for sure. Four Year Strong is more pop punk straight are, down the middle. Are they than, closer to Silverstein than they are to? Day to remember? Yes. Okay, got you. Okay. With with some screaming mixed in, and they so have Silverstein. Yeah, and, and they have two different singers, Dan O'Connor and Alan. Gotcha, Day. Gotcha. That's the best name ever, Alan Day. Alan Day. <laughs> no, the best the best name ever. Still, there's just what Dick Schlott. Dick Schlott. I also liked uh, when they were doing the Oscar nominees the one year. They the guy's name was uh, Dick Pope, and she said Dick Poop. Dick Poop. <laughs> they got my cake for my birthday at work, and it said Happy Birthday, Dick Poop. <laughs> there was um, I remember I used to watch Viva La Band back in the day. And yeah, he, yeah. He met some guy in a bar named Dushan Mandek. 
Like that. Dude, <laughs> uh, on my time thing. hop today, I, it's just in all caps. It says, "I'm looking for Amanda Hug and Kiss." <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, what? What about the? What about the, uh, the, the? The lady's name you got hung up on the wall over here? Oh, Jessica Gay Dick. <laughs> yeah. you, see, this is the thing. Um, so, really quick, your pick is. Um, we'll get before we get into that. Yeah. Your pick was four years strong. Explains, uh, explains it, it all. all. Okay. Cool. Nine Not, cover. I'm excited to hear cover this. Record. Okay. So the story about Jessica Gay Dick. Um, so we worked at Best Buy, right? Uh, uh-huh. That's where Taylor and I met. And um, the way it would work is if someone ordered something online to pick up from our store, is it prints to the warehouse, the warehouse comes out to the department, they have to get that product from, they hand it to an employee, the employee pulls it down. So during the week, at least, when it was slow. Yep. That was the easy way for them to stay on top of everything. That's the online order shit. So Growhow comes up to me, and he hands me one of them, and I read the name. Like At first, I read it. It was like an external hard drive, and I'm like, oh, let me go get it. And then I look at the name, and I do a double take, because it says... Gay dick, comma, Jessica. <laughs> and I'm like, I go up to our buddy Brian Hansen, and I'm like, yo, look at this name that this person put in. What a fucking asshole. And then I think it's a fake name. Your name is Jessica Gay Dick? That's a fake name. He goes, oh, yeah, she's my old roommate. And I'm like, wait, what do you mean that's her real name? <laughs> He's like, no, her name's Jessica Gay Dick. What do you mean the battery's Dude, dead? Dude, that's a fucked up name. Like, we went to high school with a girl whose last name is Semen, and I thought that was oh, rough. Oh, my God. Your name is Gay Dick. And I, it's not like G-H-E-Y, Dick, and people call you Gay Dick. It is spelt like a compound word, Gay Dick. Yeah, it's legit. Like, if someone's gay and they have a dick, their name like is like, gay. oh, this is this is my Gay Dick. <laughs> this her, is my Gay this, Dick. Her name is Jessica Gay Dick. So she came to the store to pick up her thing, and I was like, you need to page me when she gets here. Okay. Meanwhile, my ex-girlfriend is working there at the front the person she's picking it up from oh. and in front of her I proposed to Jessica Gay Dick because I want her last name I remember this happening like, dude you would take that's so progressive of you you yeah, take her I last would, name I would take her, if, or, I, if I could take my last name as Gay Dick or, or you would uh, you should hyphenate it no 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 if anything I'm adding more I'm putting no, Gay Dicks no it would be great <laughs> no, because it would be Dan Perosi Gay Dick Dan Perosi no, <laughs> hyphen Gay Dick <laughs> yeah that's, that's what I'm well, saying that's like Richie he calls himself hyphen because of his last name Connolly wow. Randazzo he has a tattooed I gotta talk about Richie for a minute yeah we do so uh, <laughs> um, one of our very very good friends one of my oldest friends Nick Cardenas got married over the weekend mm-hmm. uh, great time saw a lot of people I haven't seen in a long time sick invite dude um, yeah, yeah the guy you've hung out with like six times ever <laughs> oh, yeah, right. yeah. Uh, so we had a really good time and Richie's there and the thing I love about Richie our long time uh, multiple time guest uh, it, he is so easy to influence for me. Yeah, he is. And, and like, so the one point we're on the dance floor, right? And he's like, I'm trying to get him like actually dance because he dances like a fucking idiot. And I was like, yo, do the worm. He's like, really? It's going to hurt. I was like, yeah, but everyone's going to think you're really cool. He's like, all right. Everyone's going to think you're really cool. He's like, all the girls are going to pay attention here. That's a middle school thing to say. That's how easy it is for me to convince him. So he's like, all right. He waits for like a little like Moses parting the Red Sea part of the dance floor to come. Yeah. And then he goes and does the worm. And like six people are like, woo. Yeah, right. So he does the worm. So then me, him, and the landlord are sitting back at our table after dancing for a little while. And we have these centerpieces on the table. There's three of them, and they're vases, and each one is taller than the last. It looks like first, thir- first, second, third place podium at like the Olympics kind of thing. <laughs> so I was like, "Yo, Richie, steal the centerpiece." He's like, "All right." I was like, "No, better yet, drink the centerpiece." So the centerpiece, like a I said, it looked like candle. a vase. So it actually looked more like a like a candlestick. Vase so, or vase? Tomato, tomato, literally. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's got it's got a long stem, and then it's like this uh, cube, and in it. There's these stones in the bottom, and it's filled with water, and there's a candle floating in it. So it's a floating candle. So you got to think the wax is melting down into the water. Uh-huh. I was like, all right, dude, drink it and steal it. He's like, all right, later before we go. So me and the landlord are getting ready to leave, right? You can tell the wedding's winding down, and but people are still dancing. 
like, oh, Rich, Richie, go. He does the first one at the table. He chugs it. Right. And I was like, dude, do another one and take it out on the dance floor in front of everyone. <laughs> so this asshole. You sent me all these snaps. This, this asshole. Right. Yeah. He, he fucking walks out on the dance floor with it. And it, it's un- he blew out the candle, the, fir- the first two. Uh, that was my he next question. He blew out the candle, the first two. Chugs it. And people were like, yeah. And I was like, dude, there's one more. But drink it while it's lit. <laughs> so he goes out on the dance floor. The best part is, like, so he walks out with the one that's lit. And you see people are like, what is he doing? They just think he's like the Olympic torch in the Special Olympics. <laughs> So he takes it in the best in the video, and we're gonna I'm gonna put this uh, these videos to this audio. Mm. You can see as he's drinking it, his brother-in-law in the background is just like, oh, there's this one woman that looks incredibly concerned as Richie's chugging it. She looks like, oh, she's like, no, no, no. So he chugs it. Um, landlord and I leave like 20 minutes later. 10 minutes after we leave, I get a text from him. He's like, I just threw all of it up. <laughs> so Richie. it gets better though. So Richie. He texts me like two days later. He's like, Richie, how many? He gets it. He sends me a screenshot of a text from his mom. Oh He's like, God. Richie, how many of those things did you drink? And why did you do it? And Richie's mom already has kind of a, um, I wouldn't say a love hate relationship with me. It's just a hate relationship. Yeah. Because all the dumb things I get him to do. Yeah. And like, I posted it. I took his phone and posted a status one day, and his family thought he was about to commit suicide. I was oh, like, no. why, why doesn't anyone like me? Something like that. <laughs> so, so Richie's like replying to her. Actually, I should read this to you. Yeah, please read it. It's very, very funny and i gotta show you the text and richie was texting me earlier because he uh got his new house and he lost the keys to it already yeah he uh he facetimed we facetimed that's right that's right so um he says to his mom uh my friend dan made me do it and she goes if dan told you to jump off a bridge would you do it he he replies he's the one that encouraged me to wear the borat bathing suit in new orleans (laughs) remember when he was doing that do you remember remember when i came here for your fucking birthday and he ran after me down the street in that he was in the middle of mardi gras wearing the borat bathing suit i remember so (laughs) his mom replies stop listening to dan (laughs) and she goes if they um no then she goes um Oh, no, she, she, he says to her, he's just a lot of fun, knows how to have a good time. And she replies, then he should wear that outfit and he should be drinking the water fire. The water fire? <laughs> he goes, he's worn things close enough. I can send you photo proof if you'd like. And she goes, please do. So he sends her that. I the, forgot, from yeah. the waxing. Yeah, right, right, It's right. a picture of me in the Speedo in the waxing. And she goes, and he says to her, this is from when I waxed him. And she goes, wait, what? You waxed him? You have anything else to tell me? <laughs> So you're just a terrible influence Richie on Richie. Is, no, it's not that I'm a terrible influence on Richie. I'm a terrible influence on stupid people. Yeah. And Richie, he's not... The, so I was actually having this conversation with the landlord about Richie last night. Richie is not stupid. He's no. not a stupid person, but... He's dumb. Yeah, he's dumb. He's dumb as a bag of rocks. <laughs> like, a bag of rocks sees Richie and they're like, what a moron. You know, if Josh was here, we, we really like that fucking foghorn right now. Dude, I know. That's jo- Richie. So Josh was supposed to bring his computer today and have our soundboard. Someone, someone, someone got someone white got girl wasted. He, dude, he became such a white girl. He's got the hair like a white girl. He He's going on like this weird midlife crisis while his wife is closer to fucking social security. <laughs> Get it? Because yeah, she's old. I, I get it. Um, I she get made it. an old joke last night. I did have fun at Manfro's party last night, though. It was a good time. Yeah, it was fun. Um, I really enjoyed Schlem's karaoke. <sighs> you missed um, when they started doing Blues Traveler. I should play a little bit of this, because yeah, I have a video blues, of the it. the Blues Traveler. I remember when uh, uh, Ears, so, Ears started yes. screaming, No more karaoke! This is... This does... Listen to Schlem. <laughs> fucking shit. This <laughs> is making noise. You're fucking back in. <laughs> 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 oh, shoot me and tell me lies. Oh, I like coffee and I like 
<laughs> yeah. Remember, remember we started dude, freestyling? Goes, I like coffee and I like cream. Do you remember when we started fucking freestyling? That's one thing about Schlem, and I've known Schlem a long time. It, it's he's one of those people that you're just around him and you laugh. Oh my it's god! In, um, you're incapable of not being able to laugh around him because he's just goofy. He's such, and his comedic timing is impeccable. Yeah, he really it's is unintentional, funny. Unintentional, but impeccable. It's amazing how funny he really is. To be honest with All you. All right, so let's get in some cool stuff. Did you see? Um, uh, actually, we got to talk about two people that died this week. Yeah, I think we got to um, talk about Cedric Benson died motorcycle it accident honestly does stink. um and i learned that nate dog died oh so this is your moment uh, another one of them <laughs> like i saw people talking about nate dog dying Dude, i was like, oh shit i was like minute, i uh, apparently yeah he, died, he, died, like, he died a while like ago. 2011 yeah. i think so i didn't know that because the last thing i remember nate dog being in was in the chris rock movie head of state <laughs> where he was just rapping in the middle of the movie <laughs> yeah. and i was like shit I did it again. Dude, it was one of those things. I remember because I remember he passed away and just everyone was just playing the smoke weed every day. Like, yes, from, uh, yes. that's what everyone okay. played. I missed it. And <laughs> maybe I didn't. Maybe I was drunk when I found out. Oh, you had to have been. I don't know, but well, I had zero clue he was dead until the anniversary of his death. So I think you beat your old record. I think it's nine years. No, yeah, it's well, eight years it, now. Yeah, John Ritter, I think, was like six. Yeah. You just had Ebert at seven Se years. Seven, yeah. Yeah, so I can't you wouldn't know Ebert was dead. No shot. There's this classic ONA clip when um, they played. Eber after he had the uh, the big surgery where he couldn't speak anymore, right? And he, so they're playing it. It was Eber and his wife on rope on uh, Oprah, Oprah, rope? and um, I almost said Roper because uh, Roper and Eber kind of thing. Not that's Al Roker. The Richard Roper is the movie reviewer. Yeah, same thing. Tomato, tomato. One's a, a short, fat, black guy. The other guy is just a white, skinny One's guy. Not fat anymore. Well, he's still got the gross, fucking excess skin that you just want to cut off with a cheese grater. <laughs> he's, he's he's got the tongue from Click. So they play this they play this clip of Roper. Roper, I did it again, of Eber on Oprah with his wife and okay. his terrible voice box. And Jim Norton starts crying because he felt bad. Jimmy, like legitimately crying? Yeah, he, they were all laughing at him because he's like, these things fuck me up in the morning. Because Jimmy's this oddly emotional person. Yeah, I It's so it. strange. But that's where, you know, the, all the dark things in comedy come from are yeah. the terrible, well, awful things. Jimmy Jimmy has a lot of empathy when it comes down to Absolutely. it. Absolutely. So why don't we get into our reads for the week? Yes. Um, Taylor, NFL season's coming up. And there's only one place that has been paying winners for 20 years. You where, know where that is? No, where is it? That is BetDSI. No shit. And you know that BetDSI is the top rated betting site on betting review sites. Are they? It gives you a chance to use your sports knowledge to make some extra cash immediately. BetDSI has a very fr user-friendly interface and mobile site, the fastest payouts in the industry. It's pretty simple with BetDSI. You play, you win, and you get paid. BetDSI offers betting options for everything. You could bet on MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, UFC, boxing, all major sports, politics, reality TV, esports, virtually everything. You could try live betting at BetDSI where you can bet on games from start to finish, every play and every minute until the end. New members will get a 100% bonus match on BetDSI by using promo code YWIL, as in you watch, I listen. That's more than double your money to start winning immediately. Taylor and I play there ourselves, and yes. we recommend BetDSI if you want to add some extra excitement to the sports you love or any other sports you are watching. Once again, go to BetDSI.com and use promo code YWIL to get this limited-time 100% bonus offer and a free $25 wager to test the waters. Don't miss out and go make some extra cash this betting season. It's only a game until you bet it at BetDSI. Yeah, dude. I'm telling you, man, I'm, be I'm becoming such a degenerate. Now I'm on two different sports books. It's fucked up, but BetDSI is, is degenerate of you. It's terrible. All right, so... 
uh, let me uh, let, let me just everyone out there who is listening. But uh, if you're thinking about advertising, I think you should call Lobo Sound. Ooh. If you need a website, you should probably, definitely, almost certainly call Lobo Sound. I'd agree. Now, why would you do that? Why because would you? Lobo Sound's world-renowned commercial production and website construction in English, Spanish, and Polish made Lobo Sound a fixture in the Chicago radio and digital advertising communities. But Lobo Sound isn't limited to Chicago. Alaska, Atlanta, Toronto, Toledo, Hawaii, New Jersey, New York, Montecito, California. Yeah. Whenever you are, Lobostown has your back. Lobostown helps you reach your target market effectively and affordably. I almost died again. Reach who you want to <laughs> reach who you want to reach uh, when you want on all devices and applications. For more information, call Lobo Sound at 630-244-9704. That's 630-244-9704 or visit www.lobosound.com. That's www.lobosound.com. Mention you watch I listen get a 10% discount. Again, 630-244-9704. Tell them Dan and Taylor sent you. Yeah. Fuckers. And, and guess what, bros and broads? What? Fudge and Finn's hashtag Shots for Likes podcast has brought video into the mix. Yeah, they have. So now not only can you continue to listen on iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher, you will now be able to watch them stream their episodes every Saturday night after 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Your favorite boost-consuming podcast will be discussing sports, video games, and embarrassing drunken stories. Streaming on Twitch, YouTube, and Mixer. Go to these websites... Don't visit the links because you Don't can't visit, visit links, links on audio. Control V, dude. And this is your chance to enjoy the assholery that is Fudge and Finn's hashtag Shots for Likes podcast. Twitch.tv slash Shots for Likes podcast. Mixer.com slash Shots for Likes. Or you can visit Shots for Likes podcast.com and click on the YouTube icon up top on the website to watch on YouTube. Drink with us. And as always, don't be cunts. I want to give a shout out to Shots for Likes. Um, they've really been doing some good stuff lately. Yes, very funny. I subscribed to them on Twitch and I think they went live around like a little later they went around live yeah, around say like 11, after 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time around 11.30 last night dude there was some of the funniest shit I've seen in a long time when they time. start rolling like dude. every episode you could tell they're like laying the groundwork yeah. as the, and then they start doing the, the drinking groundwork uh-huh. and then it just rolls it's like that fat kid in hook that rolls down the <laughs> stairs and that's just fudge <laughs> Yo, Fudge is fucking hilarious, dude. Yeah, he's a funny fuck. Oh he's a funny cunt. God. Finn is just like, I don't know. Like, Finn is like Creed on The Office. Like, that's how I take him. Like, you never know. Like, dude, I told you the wedding we went to. We went to Ashley Galimi's wedding. He's wearing a suit, like, with the tie. The top button's not buttoned. The tie is loose. And he's wearing sandals. That's Like, awesome. he looks like Christ going to an interview. <laughs> like, dude. No, you know, like, that. He's like Creed. Yeah, where he's like, see, he's looking at the camera. He's like, in the, yeah, con- in the finale, the co- it's just him getting taken away in handcuffs. <laughs> the cops walk in. He just goes, just you know, just act like we're talking until they leave. Yeah. Did you see the pictures he posted of he, how he let his balding hair grow out, <laughs> dude? He, he looked like white tra- trash Jesus. Oh my god. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, did you see last night they dropped it? Um, the first teaser trailer for the Breaking Bad movie. No. So it's called El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. Um, oh, it's that's coming what it's out called? on Netflix at October 11th. Okay, I saw something. I thought El Camino now, was like a video game. Well, or was the car that Jesse drove off at the El end? El Camino. Okay, so there's your answer. Yeah. The teaser trailer Yo, is. Wait till you see Josh. He just got here. Wait till you see his does fucking he, stupid shirt. Does he look terrible? It's a, it's a Greg shirt. That, no, that is a Stranger Things shirt. Is it? That's Hopper. No, is that's, it really? It looks I like. Buy, I did buy that shirt. But it looks like the Hopper shirt. We were making fun of you being a white girl last night. 
Uh, we said that you white reached, girls drinking white claws, you reached dude. a new level of cunt last night. This week, you got a, you new, are, you got I, a new piercing. Listen, listen I, I'll say, I'll say, even though you were, you know, you couldn't handle your booze, you were very funny last you night. You should have known with no, what. Dude, I, it's not that I couldn't handle it; it's that you didn't know what white claws could do what, to you. I didn't know what it was. So. That's ama- that's amazing to me how he hasn't had a white claw until last the, night. The fact, like, dude, uh, the the landlord and ears have been like pounding white claws since like the spring. And so I've I've gotten drunk on them. They will fuck you up fierce. Dude, so what I, happened was, so I had that six pack of Molson, and I was explaining it to people at work. Why today. Molson? I don't know because I figured it was made for his birthday. It was the official beer of the NHL. So I literally, what, 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 what he said to me, he's sitting there with the six pack in front of him, and he and he's like, he's cracking his third one. I just got there ten minutes before. He cracks his third one. I go, since when do you drink Molson? He goes, just tonight. Honestly, yeah, dude, I saw I it. And I wanted thing. it. I got there and I just made like three whiskey drinks <laughs> in like twenty minutes. I, so, dude, he had so I was much proper twelve. This is, this is my hangover I a outfit. I, I wear. I wear this when I'm Dude, that's your, that's, your, that's your non-drinking outfit, too. I've seen you wear that not hungover. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, so I walk into work, and they know automatically I'm hungover, because this is what I wear there when I'm hungover, I guess. They also so knew you were gay because of your ear. True. true. <laughs> uh, so I'm trying to explain to them, and they were like, uh, you texted us that you were that you were ge- going to sleep at 10.30 last night. And I said, I probably did. And they said, but you were, drunk at, t- right. you were drunk at 10.30? I said, no, I was drunk at fucking 6.30. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got there, and you were already pretty buzzed. Dude, yeah. J- J- I drank Mol- those six Molsons in an hour. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that'll do it. Dude. I mean, then you had, like, what? Like, eight White Claws? <laughs> <laughs> None of them were yours? <laughs> no. Dude, you just saw White Claws. There were, dude, no, Manfred told me to take them. He said, okay. bro, there's two... He goes, bro, there's two cubes of claws in the fridge over dude, there. Dude, you were the... There, was a, bunch of claws, white, there yeah. was a bunch of white girls there, and you were the whitest of the girls. <laughs> dude, there, at one point, it's seriously 9.30, and he just walks up to me, just hammered his hairs in his face. And yeah, he just yeah. puts his hand on my shoulder and goes, "Dude, it's drunk at 9:30." <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm so him and, old. Him and the him and his wife are leaving, and and Josh is hanging out the window. But then <laughs> it was like Elf. It was like, "Hi, buddy. Hope you find your dad." Yo, <laughs> that's exactly oh my what it God. was. Instead there's of, there's a handful of things I remember from last night. I re- okay, so I remember the f- I remember the one white claw. Okay, I, the first one. It was a lime white claw. The first one <laughs> that started the it first all. First one. Um, I remember. Uh, not much. I remember apparently. Sage goes to me. He goes, tattoos, hair. You trying to be me? <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I said then, something to you that we can't repeat yeah, on here. Yeah. Why can't then, you? Uh, so I'll, I'll we'll, tell you. We'll tell you later. Okay. Uh, and then I remember Meg getting like right in my face Oops. and screaming me, at me about something. Ears. Well, no one knows who Meg is. Yes, they do. Oh. Well, now you said her name twice. Well, ears. You said ears, and I said Meg. You could have just rolled with it. No, just say I know ears a lot now. of Megs. Just stop saying. Okay, fair. Tomato, tomato. Meg from family. Go on. So, so other Meg. Walks there up were multiple me. Megs there, to be fair. So you could yes. have been talking to the other Meg, but you um, weren't. Ears walks up to me. Okay. And just starts screaming in my face about something, and I don't remember what it was. What did I do to her? You were you were encouraging Schlem on karaoke, yeah, and she yeah. wanted music. Hold on. And you could so, Schlem freestyle. Wait, so this, so, so this, this is exactly what happens. It's right after we sing Happy Birthday to Manfro, and he just takes it, he takes the yeah, cake yeah. with his hand and eats it. Yeah, yeah. Josh is like, I gotta get another White Claw. So he walks across to the bar to go get another White Claw, and instead of getting a White Claw, he plugs the karaoke machine back in that we specifically unplugged so <laughs> Dude, we could shut Schlem the fuck Shlem up. Schlem was doing it, and Scott goes up, I'm gonna go unplug his microphone. He unplugs it, and Schlem is still going. <laughs> and then I turn around, and all I hear is Whitney Houston and Josh is staying next to Schlem and Schlem's trying oh I did somebody I, I remember uh, oh I remember one other thing someone came up to me I don't remember who it was it was a female it was either Ears or uh, can I say Manfro's girlfriend's name I'll yeah you could say Manfro. Sam I'll, you could say Sam it was either Ears or Sam okay I don't remember who but they go Josh you used to be in Geek Squad can you can you make the Bluetooth work and I just look at the White Claw and I look at them and I go 
Greg. I literally. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 they were still trying to figure. You said Greg, and they didn't do anything. So I stood up there and I just go, Greg, you're the sober one. Come here. Greg was the latest one. He lives two houses down. That was well, Sage, Sage goes to me. What, Greg being a diva. <laughs> Dude, he, he sounded like like Sage. His voice is just such Rocky Balboa. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, maybe uh, we're turning into regular people. <laughs> Dude, I, I walked up to that party and I literally like I look up and I see uh, what was that? His brother that was there like, yes, at the front yeah. door and I never met his brother before so i walk up and i look and i just you know it's a man for a party so i'm ex- i'm expecting people swinging from the rafters and, and, and shit getting people real. just sitting down I, eating dude i just get to the bottom of the stoop of the manor house and i look and i'm like so so uh, man up there and <laughs> it's like, like i'm man for <laughs> yeah. it's like we, we are man yeah we are man <laughs> we got there and i was so confused about how reserved it was we literally walk in and the wife goes to me, is this an episode of Black Mirror? Like, this is not what I was expecting. <laughs> at like, all, our, my, our party there was wilding more than that at first. Yeah. It started to get weird. Yeah, like, right at, like, right after you guys left was when it started getting Dude, weird. It's, especially when you gave me the award for, you know, a person that's going to die first. Who did? Friend. You, you did. and the landlord. Because well, you, you were giving oh, out awards. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Death. At our party, we said, yeah. uh, the most likely to die first, first was me. Taylor. No, no. It was the closest to death award. Oh, true. Yeah. Yeah. Because it sounds so be, much worse. Because I've already had a heart attack or something. They no, have, you have, didn't. You, you thought you did. I thought I did. I had to go to the hospital. All right, let's talk about some real stuff. Then, right, Josh, right, you before, you, right before you got here, we were talking about last night, the uh, teaser trailer for the Breaking Bad movie came yes. out. Did you watch it? I did. Okay, so the teaser trailer, Taylor, yeah, explain this to is me. Um, it's Skinny Pete being interviewed by the cops, and he's like, I don't wow. know what Jesse Pinkman is. No shit. I mean, I read what happened to him down in that hole, doing things for these guys, and if I did, why would I tell you? So they're really like, it's a one-minute teaser trailer, and I am... Hype! I what, am max hype. What, what's the new show Aaron Paul's on right now? Like that he's on the newest season. Is Westworld. It Westworld? Westworld season three. Where did Jesse Pinkman go? Huh? Yeah, he, he went to Westworld. He went to First Westworld. he did Need for Speed, and then he went to Westworld. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm really excited about that. Um, let's see what else we well, got okay, this week. Well, okay, as far as uh, previews, I saw a very interesting preview on YouTube today. Sure. I think it's an Amazon Prime thing, but it turns out it's actually a movie. Okay. It's called The Torture Report. Yes. Starring Adam Driver. Mm-hmm. I saw the trailer. I saw it this morning, not knowing what the hell it was, and I'm so fucking intrigued. Adam Driver's one of these guys that he takes such interesting roles now. It's, like, dude, he, he There's no real, like, pattern to the things yeah. he takes anymore. Well, I was... Okay, Josh, so before you got here, I reviewed Silence. Silence yeah. is an amazing fucking film if you haven't seen it already, dude. Dude, seriously, watch it. Scorsese, it's crazy. Like, yeah. um, and he's and he's in the film. And it, it, like, I liked him. The first time I was introduced to him was Kylo Ren in the new Star Wars movies. Yeah, yeah. And then this, seeing him in Silence, I have to see the Bill Murray movie, even though you told me it's only okay. It was okay. But as far as comedy, I have to see. Yeah, he was really but funny. It's just, that, Bill mo- Murray, that movie like. is just elevated a- Adam Driver for me. And then seeing this trailer, um, also, like seeing like what it looks like, he's being, uh, it's like a conspiracy th- conspiracy thing, war crimes. Yeah, yeah. And like, politics and shit like that it looks I think phenomenal. it's based on a true story too. I th- it is I, it might have been about stuff that was leaked by um, what's his name um, what's the guy from WikiLeaks not what's WikiLeaks his name? the other the guy that uh, used to work for the N- um, the NSA yeah the NSA oh, I forgot uh, his name oh it's, it's Josh's favorite person what's his name Josh oh fucking Eric Snowden yeah Snowden I think Edwin I think Edwin Ed- Ed- Edward let's just call him Edward Edward, Edward the one, the one that uh, Joseph Gordon-Levin played in the in the really bad Snowden that wasn't movie. very good yeah no. that was an Oliver Stone one yeah, yes Edward. it was Edward Snowden yeah really good um, awesome. did you see the poster that they dropped for Star Wars yes I did did you, you were you just like dude well because I, 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 
read about yeah, I read well, about it. I, I saw you I saw you post on the Facebook page and just in all caps I could I heard you I, I heard you screaming it from <laughs> is, your house. Is that the emperor? Is that the emperor? <laughs> so did you hear about the footage I showed at D twenty three, right? That's what yeah. it's called. Dude, D twenty three went nuts. Dude, it was they all went, over YouTube but, the last so did couple you hear days. about the Star Wars footage. Uh no, so I didn't hear about it the shows, footage. Uh, I heard about the Mandalorian. It, so the Mandalorian trailer was awesome. Yeah. That trailer just to see I want to see IG eighty eight actually do something. So I'm hyped about that. But apparently in the Tra- the footage they showed at D23, there is a, a shot of Ray using a red double-edged lightsaber like Darth Maul and shit. So, like, what are they doing to my hype right now? Well, especially because like, you saw Darth Maul in the Solo in, movie. In Solo, they announced the, they officially announced the Obi-Wan series coming to Disney+. Plus. Obviously, we're fucking hyped I for that. I have to wonder, um, so I have some... I have some thoughts. Okay. Have some Let's thoughts. hear your thoughts, Josh. All right, so, all right Tommy. Give, me, give us yeah, your final thoughts. Please. So that's terrible. Stop it. And okay, give me a minute. You know that you know that I need a second to get started. Fuck you. Yeah, I know. So, and and so there's a lot of speculation about who Ray is. Is She's a a clone of Palpatine. Is she a a related a person who's related to Obi Wan? There's all there's all sorts of theories. So it could be anyone. That's been since the Force Awakens. If you're going to follow the theory that she's related to Obi-Wan, mm-hmm. it is canon sure. that Obi-Wan killed Darth Maul yes. in the Star Wars Rebels series. Correct. Yes. So when happened. Obi-Wan killed Darth Maul, mm-hmm. what did he do with Maul's lightsaber? Yeah, true. Maybe good. That's a really good it. point. Yeah, right. Did he leave it behind? Mm-hmm. Did he give it to someone? Did he give it to what's her name? The one that uh, Lapita Nyong'o does the CGI of uh, Maz, uh, whatever her name is. Because there's so many desert planets in Star Wars yeah. now, we don't know which desert planet she's on Correct. when she's with Kylo Ren yeah. in that in that scene. In the it was trailer. just Tatooine. She could be on Tatooine. Well, I mean, the fact that um, Dan they, they from they, the fucking they, uh, they confirmed already that this last movie is going to tie in all the trilogies, which I think is brilliant to do. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how they do that and where the lightsaber comes from if palpatine wherever he may be crafted it for her you know knowing that she's what she's capable of and if she is the clone of him there's a million different ways this can go and again you could still find out that she's nobody she's just someone that palpatine i I like i'm going with the theory now that palpatine has the ability to like possess people that's the idea that i'm getting but I don't know. Like that's the thing. By bringing him back into the fold, which is what should have it, it always should have been that way, and I've no doubt that's where J.J. Abrams was going when he started it again. Um, there's so many different things you can do. Yeah. Okay. So, so I want to ask. So J.J. Abrams is taking the third movie. Correct? Yes, he direct, he's direct, wrote and directed the third movie. Are we? Are, are, is he paying attention to the uh, the the Last Jedi? He's uh, kinda, be, no, because he's, because everyone obviously the Last Jedi whatever everyone freaked the fuck out over Ryan Johnson. Yeah. But my whole thing is that it's still part of the trilogy yeah. so yeah well, you have I don't to think tie it's some gonna, shit off I don't think it's I think so it's gonna tie things there's, off there's the right. well, there's I mean, one the... problem uh, that I have with it uh, cause I've read this and I've read that it's mostly confirmed uh, that and I don't like this in the scope of a trilogy sure uh, saga a saga, saga like yeah. this I read that they decided to completely retcon the, the lightsaber being broken in half mm, that I wouldn't like either what do you yeah. mean in the, from the last Jedi retcon yeah. is like it didn't happen no yeah. no no I know, yeah. but like why though because people didn't like it. Well, okay, but, but that's the same thing with uh, C-3PO's red arm. What the fuck happened to that? You know what I mean? Like, well, no, that, that was a thing throughout the whole movie. He said, oh, you're probably wondering about my red arm. They explain no, it in they, the novels what yeah, happens they, to his no, arm. But what I'm saying is... The it, novels, they were trying to sell yeah, the novels. They're, they're trying oh, to sell... Okay. Yeah, there's, there's like little things like that because there's was, all these I, I, that, It's silly. There's I was so waiting much, for that in the second well, that's movie. That's why you just need to listen to Star Wars Theory on YouTube. Play for Star Wars Theory. Dude, just I play Madden and I listen to Star Wars Theory when the movies are coming out. But I don't know. if That would annoy me if they do that. I think that... I honestly think we're in the stage where there's so many rumors and it's going to amp up even more now 
now that half of these things aren't going to be true. The, all the theories we had about Last Jedi, like none of them were true, which is one of the reasons I liked it, that everything I expected didn't happen. Mm-hmm. The only issue I had was the little Mary Poppins scene is goofy, yeah. and I, the casino scene was about 10 minutes too long. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all! Outside of that, I, I the complaints that people had, you ruined my childhood. It's not for you. Mm-hmm. Sorry. They're, they're trying to make a new generation of fans, and that younger generation loves it. Um, it it's divi- I still know more people that like The Last Jedi than hated it, personally. No, personally. I, agree, I agree with that 100%. It's, uh, dude, I like The Last Jedi a lot, dude, it was, honestly. It was, yeah, it's, I remember I went to go see it with Bob, of all people. So let's, and Bob and I looked at each other and goes, did people need to even watch the same dude, movies they we just want, did? Because they expected, what'd you do to Luke? I was like, well, it just what seems like want? I didn't. I, honestly, I didn't need to see Luke just wrecking shit. Dude, it would have been cool. Listen, I would have been happy either way. I'm a fucking fanboy. It's just, it's the same thing with the Game of Thrones thing. When it, like, when, uh, when, when more, I'm saying when more people didn't die when they expected more people. You know what I'm saying? With yeah, the long night. Calm down. Everything could be better. Everything could be. Whatever. Let's talk about something that everyone's mad about this week, and that is the Marvel news with uh, Spider-Man leaving the MCU because um, Disney's being cunts to Sony, and Sony actually said "fuck you," which I have a tremendous amount of respect for. I'm not all that mad about it, to be honest, because I'm so far removed from the MCU now after Endgame. But I understand it. What you said it perfectly. It's a business decision, dude. Sony would be making a terrible business decision if they just suddenly said, "Yeah, fifty percent." Mm-hmm. Like to go That's from five terrible. to fifty. You know. So the way that I was looking at it. Um, it's kind of interesting. I pictured you having like grinding your teeth and having a temper tantrum. No, 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 well, no. Especially because how good really. Far From Home um, was. Oh, it was great. So I have a problem with uh, with this. And I your think sexuality? That, yes. <laughs> I think that Sony is going to hurt themselves in the long run on this move. Yeah. Because the problem is you've made your character who you own and you have the right to do whatever you want for with. Sure. Absolutely. You know, which is why I'm not like all up in arms angry about it like yeah, the right. internet who wants to storm Sony headquarters. Oh my god, I um, know. So th- that's even worse. I hate you've fans. given you've given your character that you own to another entity and said, "Okay, creatively do what you will." Correct. And they creatively did what they did, and now you have the character who his entire backstory is now ingrained with Tony Stark. The Avengers. Yeah, how are you going to make another Spider-Man movie you, without acknowledging exactly. these things? How are you going to make a Spider-Man movie that completely ignores this now seventeen-year-old kid's yeah. entire backstory? You Dude, can't talk about his, his entire origin story. Was a seed planted well, by Tony Stark. Well, I was yeah. gonna say the first movie, the opening scene is fucking Michael Keaton working on the uh, the fucking Jitari from yeah, uh, yeah. New York. Yeah. So you might as well. It's the same thing. What you just mm-hmm. said. Retcon the first two fucking movies and everything think, he's been. I in. still think it's gonna get worked out. To me, this looked like I said this right away. This looks like high end negotiating. Yeah. That someone leaked this to the media immediately to get yeah. leverage. We're minimum three years away from another Dude, Spider-Man we're still, movie We're three anyway. years away from Black Panther 2, and yeah. you think that they're going to suddenly, all of a sudden, do this? Yeah. For all we know, they worked out something already, and it's just in the shadows. Like, they're going to suddenly so, be like, hey, here's a teaser so, trailer. Okay, no, didn't Sony, di- uh, didn't Disney buy Sony? No, Wasn't that a thing? Bought, Disney bought Fox. Fox, yeah, Fox, Fox that's okay, why they're right, going to be doing okay. X-Men and Fantastic Four and the, shit. See, I'm, see, I would be stoked on that, but like, well, you know what I'm saying? I'm so far removed from the MCU now. That Endgame so, is over. Uh, now that I'm, so you, you just brought up the angle, like, how are you going to do a Spider-Man movie without all this? How are you going to do an Avengers movie? Movie without Spider-Man. Now, that's that's my question. Um, I think that he's an integral part of the universe. If they, now. if they, he's have the face to, of the they, Avengers. If they have to move forward, sure. 
I think that you're going to see a mutant a lot sooner than I would think so. To. They're going to introduce maybe not the entire X Men, but one of the mutants you that is the beginning of it. You're well, going to see Wolverine. You're gonna, well, that you're was like see either Wolverine or you're going to see Deadpool. Right like when away. you think about how they Deadpool began sure. to introduce the mm-hmm. idea of um, Wakanda in uh, Age of Ultron yeah. when they went to Andy Serkis mm-hmm. and um, well, his character. Well, that's the whole thing too. I mean, with, well, you said Age of Ultron, like uh, uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. They call them miracles, yeah, but they're really mutants. It's technically are in there. What, yeah, were they, they Mag- what were they, the, Magneto's now that they kids? they own the term mutant, they can call them mutants. Correct, they correct. Were, they would say they were mutated because yeah, e- exactly, of... Exactly, yeah, yeah, like and an understanding of it. So that seed is actually technically already planted. So yep. the way... Actually, uh, I was thinking about this a little while ago because I'm a loser and I watch the Avengers every other day. Yes, you um, are. How many times? He told, told, told us last night, 12. Yeah. So 12 times, three-hour movies, 36 hours of his life dedicated mm-hmm. to Endgame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, I was, up. so I was thinking yes, about that's it. That's a serious moment. You have Quicksilver and the Scarlet Witch that were created by the Mind and Space Stone. Correct. Oh wait, no. They were created both created by the Mind Stone because Space Stone was on Asgard. All right, Thanks. all right. Thank you. So oh, great. They're thank created you. by the Space Stone. The so they were. So project. they're. So <laughs> fuck you. So their abilities are created by the Space Stone. Okay. So they were. Their powers are directly influenced by an Infinity Stone. The okay. entire world was infected by the inf- infected. The entire world was affected by an Infinity Infinity Stone snap. Infinity Stone snap. This three message times. was brought to you by Virgins Incorporated. <laughs> Fuck off. Three times. So okay. three times. I'm going to buy you a speaker. And remember what, remember what Hulk said, the, ga- the radiation's mostly gamma. Yeah. So the entire world is covered in that gamma radiation. That's a good radiation. point. That's a really good point, hurts. actually. You could have made that about 30 seconds shorter. I you know. Just said, Listen. Uh, Bruce Banner said that it was infected by gamma, so, which means people could become mutants. So jo- there it is. So Josh geeking out just reminded me of last night when he told me he wanted to get a Lord of the Rings tattoo. He wanted to get the... He wants to no, get the, not wanted to. I'm going to. It's already fucking scheduled. He wants to get the Eye of Sauron, right? And then have the... the good. It's the, a good the, bullseye for his boyfriends. <laughs> the, uh, the, the inscription of... <laughs> yeah, dude. The inscription from... Everywhere else, the inscription from the One Ring, and it's like, what does that say? And you, and like, whatever, uh, what the fuck does Gandalf say? He's like, uh, <laughs> the language is that of Mordor, which I dare, I dare not utter, utter here. here. He's gonna tell people that when they ask what it says. <laughs> if you do that, <laughs> I'm literally gonna bite your nose off, dude. That's, that's gay. By, no, what, by a side on horror, no, like, yeah. That, that's 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 no, you having a Lord of the Rings tattoo that you're gonna quote after when people ask about it, <laughs> dude. Is gay. That's up there with the first. Bite your nose. That's for that. up there with the one time we went to the movies and you had your. You were the first one to get a fucking Apple Watch, and you had to take it out with QR code. You tried he, to scan it, didn't work. Line. It didn't fucking work. Uh, yeah, he's like, we're all waiting in line to get entered into the theater, and he's like, <laughs> he's trying to scan it. Like, uh, well, was, I mean, the guy was a little. Yeah, well, he all right, was a little, calm down. Uh, we know. <laughs> a little waterish on the I'm head. So I'm surprised you. Didn't, I'm surprised you didn't look at it and go, uh, "I read you, Zordon." You yeah, fuck. I read you, Zordon. Beam me up. I need it in the butt. <laughs> beam me up, Scotty. Um, what else did we get this week? To, <laughs> all right, so listen to this. There's an auction in England right now that is selling uh, movie props, things that were used in movies. What kind of props? So they're selling the axe from The Shining. Okay. The, the armor from Gladiator. Okay. The, uh, William Wallace's sword from Braveheart. That's a good one. Mace Windu's lightsaber. The Michael Keaton Batsuit. An alien face hugger, and this is the one I would bid on, but it's like thirty thousand pounds, however much it is in America. It's like forty grand. Uh, Forrest Gump's Nikes that he wore on the bench in Forrest. Gump. I would wear the shit out of those. They daily. really have that, dude. They're selling, and there's I even do. more than that. No, I, I thought the I thought the Forrest Gump stuff was in like legitimately in the Smithsonian. Well, I'm assuming they probably had multiple things well, that they I, had well, for yeah, that. Yeah, you have to. So they're 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 auctioning off a bunch of this. Now, here's my it's like question: Game for you worn guys. shoes by Tom Hanks. What? movie prop if you could buy any single one oh, money's not an object one. what movie prop would you buy oh my god this is a really good one uh honestly and i just made made fun of josh for it but like it's got to be a lord of the rings prop but if i had to pick it's probably be uh 
Aragon's sword from uh, from the, the third broken movie. one or the, yeah. the the one that's welded and repaired well, given to him. You could do the shards of Narsil, which is when Isildur broke Ness's me. See now you're being a twat. I can't help it. Or this is we're literally like gaining virginity. <laughs> gaining virginity. Yeah, we're getting it back. Or you do we're a, all or, becoming Kaluchi. Or how the go uh, Hugo Weaving came in and saved the day and said this is Anduin and Flame of the West. Mm. That's the one I okay. want. Fucking awesome. Uh, I want the DeLorean for okay, real. That's, that's a car. I don't care. You said a movie prop. That's fair, a movie fair. prop. I, we just want the flux capacitor from it. I don't want the, I don't, I want the whole fucking car. I want car. the dog's ashes. Or, uh, <laughs> Einstein's no, uh, ashes. Uh, a hoverboard, a real hoverboard. Ooh, that hoverboard. would be sick. Yeah, yeah. Or I would be also down, honestly, for the axe from, not from The Shining, but from uh, American Psycho that he okay. murdered uh, Jared Leto gotcha. with. Right. That would be sick. Josh, movie prop, what would you want? Lando's cape. Oh, Stop, that's, that's a, good, a good, one. good one. That's a pretty good one. <laughs> that's a good one. I would wear that shit everywhere. That's a shirt Landau would wear, too. Yeah, probably. 100%. I, I'm trying to think, like, what I would want is, um, I would want the... Oh, would the, you want Terminator shotgun? I'd want the red dress the girl wore in Schindler's List. <laughs> <laughs> just, everyone oh. would be like, oh, it's just a red dress. I'm like, yeah, but if I put it in black and white, you'll know what movie oh, it's dude, from. You know, you know, I'd be down if I got the katana from The Last Samurai that Tom Cruise oh, had. That yeah, would be yeah, cool. That, that's a cool one. Or I would want, uh, I would want uh, Snowflake the Dolphin. I would want something that's so irrelevant, like, this is dirt that um, Darth Vader stood on. Oh, <laughs> like, that, this, that's that's I, I'd want I'd want the severed arm from the Cantina in A New Hope. <laughs> you want Han Solo's blaster? I, I want the blue milk. The I blue want that. <laughs> I want no. I, I know what I want. I want Uncle Owen and Aunt Cruz burnt <laughs> skeleton. Just gonna lay it in my front yard. Oh, You're like you have Halloween decorations. I'm like, well, that's Uncle Owen. <laughs> Jesus there's, Christ. There's definitely other good ones through the years. Like you can get the the Regan prop from uh, uh, Exorcist. Like the actual. That Speaking cool. of that, so we were just talking earlier about Mindhunter season two. Fantastic, right? Yeah. So one of the in in Mindhunter Taylor, um, they actually interview people that were real life serial killers. There's actors playing them and shit. No, I've watched the first two episodes. Okay. It's fucking so, awesome. So in season two, they go and interview this one serial killer, and I didn't know this until the other day, but the serial killer was actually in The Exorcist. He was one of the guy doctors that they first brought her to to get ch- tested on, right. and he was a real life serial killer. And he was in The Exorcist. What? And The Exorcist is all crazy because if you read like the mythos about the weird things that were happening while they were filming it not like Poltergeist Poltergeist was legitimately a curse set yeah. and the reason they think it was cursed is because the famous scene in um, Poltergeist at the end when they end up in the pool and the skeletons come out they used actual skeletons Ugh. like human skeletons Ugh. but like three of the cast members from that show died before they were 50 or something the one little girl died uh, what five years later yeah. from some crazy yeah. rare thing like that's I think when you fuck with those kind of things that are touching on things that are the, Dude, the supernatural the, the spiritual bad juju yeah it has to be I mean the people from the first conjuring well the, the first conjuring someone bought the house that that first movie is about and they're like talking about yeah some weird shit happens in here well they were saying the same thing with like the original Amityville Horror like, or, or even yeah, as far yeah. as like the remake well, with the, Brian Reynolds they said oh, it was weird so no I'm, I'm, I'm talking about the house yeah, yeah no the, I'm saying like the so house the, is like the house from the original up. Amityville Horror was actually you um that was actually from the the, fan, the, the husband and wife that did the conjuring the yeah, Warrens right. they actually documented on that house right um yeah I think you should start setting up the cameras if we're gonna be doing NFL stuff yeah for um, sure start setting it up and I'm we'll actually, get to that dude I'm really excited about like I'm football is almost here for real I know. and I'm so fucking excited um, you know, about it not 
Well, every Indianapolis Colts fan. We will get to that. Oh. Um, the, the other thing I was announced this week that I'm very excited for, and it's something we had talked about, the idea of them doing this, is another Matrix movie. Yes, okay. absolutely. So we had talked about this a while ago, how we they did. would do it. And originally the first idea was, do they reboot it? Where Because we talked about how in the mythos of the Matrix, Neo is built into it as is Trinity. Yes. So they could come back with it being rebuilt well, the by sa- the architect. That's the same thing with, uh, what's his name, Smith. Smith, yes, like, they're correct. just a part He's of built it. built into right. it. And um, the, the question is now that they're bringing back both Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss to this which I think is awesome that is great. and I don't think Keanu at this point in his career would agree to this script unless he thought it was awesome Yeah. and the Wachowskis have not done anything directing wise good that was not the Matrix everything they've directed that wasn't the Matrix stunk give me give me, give me, me some movies because I don't know directors all that well um, they did Speed Racer uh, oh, Jupiter, without, without, uh, Jupiter uh, Emil Hirsch Jupiter yeah. Ascending I, th- I think um, uh, what's her name wasn't Mila Kunis and Channing Mila Tatum, Kunis and Channing Tatum I think someone someone asked Mila Kunis one time on a late night show was what's like, the biggest mistake you've no, made can you explain the, the, the plot of Jupiter Ascending and she literally goes I have no idea yeah no it was terrible um, they if you look at it it's the Matrix movies and that's about it they've written some good stuff they wrote like V for Vendetta they produced Swordfish I'm pretty sure but when it comes to writing and directing they haven't made a good one in a long time so the, the originally we talked about the idea of Michael B. Jordan being in uh, they wanted him for like I whatever I would love it but the fact that it's Keanu and I'm like now I'm just wondering how they're gonna tie this in now like I picture it like the Matrix is just happening again like they're, Keanu who's living his life. So it's just rebooting. He's, he's living his life, but he doesn't know that he is Neo. He doesn't know he's the one. Trinity doesn't know who she is. And I picture like them like just happening to bump into each other because the Matrix is bringing them oh, to each sorry. other. Yeah, and then right. something snaps to both of them. Now, the one thing that is up in the air is who's going to be playing young Morpheus. Because they they're saying they're trying to cast Young Morpheus, and I'm like, it's Lawrence Fishburne. It's always and Lawrence you have the de aging technology Ali. now, where you can make it. I'd be down for Mahershala Ali. Dude, I, I'd be honest with it you. Took us ten episodes to say his name right. I gotta be like, I, I, I'll cast Mahershala Ali in anything. Anything, yeah, dude. I'd let him. I'd let him play George is. Washington. I just want to see people get angry. <laughs> um, but it is. It's going to be cool. Like just going back to the Matrix and seeing it. And already the How? social justice warriors are all mad about it because huh. half of them didn't know that the Wachowskis aren't the brothers others anymore and yeah like, right i'm oh, like well it's gonna be a social justice movie i'm like the matrix already kind of was it was it was yeah. about it was a social message about unplugging from the media feeding you things and what you're told and that was what now, over obviously 15 years all of a sudden ago? agent smith is now agent um samantha it might be a little weird like that would probably Dude, be annoying but it's hugo weaving's character well, man are they gonna bring back hugo weaving i would i, I would hope so i would, I mean, I would mr like it. anderson it's iconic it's that's what i'm saying he's an iconic villain so there was something this week that um in outrage culture that pissed me off oh, um, of about course. a show that none of us care about and any adult that does care about it should kill themselves and it's Dancing with the Stars so Dancing with the Stars announced I have, um, a, I have a story there's, about there's with the three stars. people on it that there should be somewhat of outrage about actually no two that should be outraged one that shouldn't be outraged but there is the most outrage mm-hmm. Lamar Odom Okay. Not really a star. I mean, he's he's. There's been lesser Listen, athletes than he was, him on the he, show. He was a great basketball like, player. Yeah, he was when a, he played. Dude, he, he was really a better. Was. He was a better basketball player than Doug Flutie was a football player, and Flutie was on Dancing with the Stars. That's an interesting so, take. So, I agree so, with you. So you yeah. know, and Flutie was awesome. Don't yeah. get me wrong, but Lamar Odom is legitimately like if he actually stayed healthy, he had a, a great career. Scored a field goal, yeah, and a drop exactly. Kick. Flutie was an iconic player. <laughs> yeah. So Lamar Odom, uh huh, Ray Lewis. Okay, okay. and right. the one that everyone's mad about is former press secretary to the president of the United States, Sean Spicer. 
he's going to be on Dancing with the Stars, and people are fucking furious about it. What? what but like, because he worked for Donald Trump. So what? Because he worked for Donald Trump. You know why? Because he worked for Donald Trump. I'm going to remind everyone right now, right now, that Ray Lewis, one of the greatest defensive players of all time, one of the greatest NFL players of all time, was at a minimum directly involved with the murder of two people. Covered it up. What happened to the white suit, Ray? Mm-hmm. You won't even talk about it. And the media and the NFL and ESPN are all complicit in the of the way that they propped him up as an inspiration, as a hero, as all these different things. When they dragged people that did way less, ter- they've done terrible things. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. Domestic violence is heinous. Sexual assault is heinous. He was involved in a mur- at the bare minimum. Double if murder. He didn't do it himself. He was involved with a double murder. murder. Yeah, right. And yeah. he got offered diamond his boys out. So let me. So let me. Fuck let me, your virtue signaling. L- fuck you. Let me go as far fuck as you. saying this. Re, like as far as reinventing yourself as making yourself a likable person the only time I've seen it work outstandingly well outside of Ray Lewis was Alex Rodriguez I thought Michael Vick did a great job getting out of well, prison with Alex Rodriguez well okay well, A-Rod, A-Rod became likable once he finally admitted to doing juice but, but, okay so I completely forgot Michael Vick too but one he did his fucking time and then he became, became an advocate a against great it ambassador. he's and that's awesome not, that's not, and he played okay at the did end you of his tell career. me you still hate Michael Vick I'm fine with that I'm alright with it yeah. he also Ray Lewis got an obstruction of ju- justice charge was playing the next now, year I like, the other big thing too, and listen, you could say whatever you want about it. Ray Lewis is a great speaker. Dude, I would oh. the guy. The guy, honestly, for for what it's worth, if he's your head coach or whatever, if he's just your boy, he makes you want to run well, through a he's, wall. You know what he reminds me of, and it's actually funny because there's this great new HBO show you got to watch. It just debuted this past week, and it's Danny McBride's The Righteous Gemstone. I saw it. I want because John it's, Goodman's. It's, it's it's fucking hilarious. John Goodman's in. I fucking love but it. It shows how good these like um these religious so a lot of these religious speakers, the ones that are on TV all the time. The Joel Osteens of the world, Ted Haggard, um, yeah, like those kind of people. Yeah. They're so good at just leading people and speaking, yeah. even if they're saying bullshit. Like sometimes Ray Lewis makes no sense, but it's how he says it, with, 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 just the, with the conviction yeah, and the yeah, enthusiasm. Goes, we can go out there with our football pads, <laughs> and we can run on the field, and that field is there for us. Yeah, see, and it's only for you. And if someone tries taking it, you run through them see, because this is our place, and God gave it to us. See, you know, did they did they Ray? <laughs> God not, also gave you the chance to not murder two no, people. See, you know what annoys me. Is that everyone loves Ray Lewis so much that, and, and you could say whatever you want about it, he overshadows Ed Reed, who was ten times the player he ever was. Honestly. Yeah, I would say, um, listen, and it's not taken away anything from Ray Lewis, but Ed Reed is the greatest safety of all time. He's the greatest safety of all time. It's yeah. not even debatable for me. I, it's, I, don't, uh, I, I, who, who else? I would say honestly, it'd be Ronnie Lott, Troy Polamalu. See, the thing with me, Polamalu, and I was a huge Polamalu fan. He, his numbers, the way they reflected. When Ryan Clark wasn't on the field, yeah, different. Completely he wasn't different. nearly the player because yeah. his game wasn't coverage. He disrupted at the line. Dude, He's just, a lot like Derwin James. Reminds me of Palomalu so much the way he disrupts at the line. Derwin James is a great and player. So Ed Reed, but he did everything. He could disrupt at the line. He could cover anyone. You know, he could run with he could run with tight ends. He could run with wide receivers. Th- there's a very famous video of Belichick and Brady in the watching film of Ed Reed and just looking at each other like, dude, this guy is ridiculous. And I mean, you're talking about two of the greatest ever. Yeah, talking yeah. about a guy like that. Yeah. But, but that's my whole point. You get because everyone's like Ray Lewis, listen, this Ray, Ray Lewis. Lewis, Ray Lewis, I'd be fine if you told me he's the best middle linebacker of all time. I, I, I will I, argue to the I, death on I, that. Listen, I'm not saying I think that, but if someone says that, I can't say 100% not. He's he's in the conversation as one of the three best at minimum, right? Really? He's also in the con- yeah, I would say so. I mean, when you look at his numbers and the way he disrupted the game and the game flowed around, you had to, like, there's all these players on these great defenses, and the 2000 Ravens defense was yeah, amazing, right. that you have to specifically move your offense away from. Uh-huh. That makes a difference for me. And for Ray Lewis, up until the last two years of his career when he was using deer antler stuff as a PED, <laughs> you had to 
uh, game plan around him. Yeah. And just his presence on the field made that much of a difference, even if always his peripheral stats did not show it. Yeah. To me, that makes such a big difference. I don't. I mean, I can't name five that I could say are definitively better, better middle linebackers statistically and the footage when you watch and what they did to offenses. I, I would think if I really had to pick, uh, obviously Dick Buckus, number Dick Buckus, one, yeah. and then you would have to put... Singletary was a great single, linebacker. Singletary's up there. I would go as far as say Ray Nitschke is one of the best to ever Nitschke's do it. up there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I mean, it's a lot I of those guys. I think Ray Lewis did it in a time and he, he kept evolving Yo. as the offense evolved. Yo. And this is someone... Listen, and this is, no one could ever call me biased because I fucking hate Ray Lewis. Yeah. And I'm giving him credit as one of the three best linebackers of all time. I was going to say too, bro, you remember his battles with Eddie George. Yeah, dude. What an animal Eddie George yeah. was. The only person that could stand him up was Dude, Ray he Lewis. was able to chase Steve McNair around like crazy. He was he was a, an amazing, amazing yeah. linebacker. And, on that, that and he's also a double murderer. Yeah, for sure. And that, so, dude, that, um, that was 2000 The other thing this week... Um, You've seen all these like Impossible Burgers and the Beyond Meat Burgers. I saw it on so, a commercial because I'm 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 Burger out King of Bur- I'm out of it completely. Burger King has the Impossible Whopper and these. So things, what makes it impossible? To well, explain it's not this meat, to me. but it tastes exactly like meat. What? So these burgers, the Beyond Meat and the Impossible Burger, it's not actually it's no beef in it whatsoever. But everyone that's tried them says it tastes exactly like beef. So I'm like I'm the kind of person I will try just about any food once. I'll try it. But then I read a little bit about them. And so one of the things, the first thing is the CEO of Whole Foods, I believe, you know, all organic food, stuff that comes straight from the, there's no... Real healthy and it's $15 yeah. he, for he fucking sa- herbs. He said about um, the Impossible Burgers and the Beyond Meat Burgers, they're better for the environment, the way they're made. Okay. They're better for the environment, but they're worse for your health. So, okay. Okay. Where's the ground beef is the problem then? So then if you read about the ingredients they put in these burgers, there are 20 active ingredients in both the Impossible Burger and the Beyond Meat Burger that are also in dog food. <laughs> really? Yeah. I swear to God. Jesus. There's, so, listen. Dude, sometimes I see a dog treat. I'm like, that shit looks delicious right now. <laughs> Dude, you see some of these like bacon strips. I'm like, that looks better than real bacon. Yo, the uh, the, uh, the new treat that my parents are giving their dog is a it's a goose neck. A goose? I love Dude, goose. Goose and, is and, a yo, delicious and treat. And legit, it looks like the best beef jerky I've ever seen. Yeah, dude. Are you having trouble, Joshua? No. I just, well, what's that I light? Box of light bulbs over there. So I figured I'd try it in this third light to get a little bit. Of okay. Okay. Where are you gonna put it? Just in the middle? No, I was gonna put it on the floor. I love how we're producing on the air. Oh, okay. That's, what, that's yeah, one of my favorite it. things about the show is that sometimes we'll just produce and go over. Yeah, well, you know I love it. I honestly we, do. We are an organic production. He, us here at You Watch, I Listen, we're cunts. And when you're cunts... You Don't cunt. speak for both of no, us. No, no, no. We, we as a whole, we collective, as individually, there's only one cunt in the room, and he's Josh. And But collectively, we are cunts as Fair. a show. This is You Cunt, I Cunt. That, that should be the name of <laughs> it. Quinta So I'm ready to get this NFL conversation, yeah, Josh, same. whenever you are. All right, I'm ready too. I just need you guys to move a little bit closer. Oh, uh, yeah, here we go. No, See, the, the, I love getting close to Taylor get the hell sexually. Out of here. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Taylor, I think we'll be good, Dan, moving a little bit more. No, okay. why? No, now we're touching knees, right, dude. Well, I don't like this. We're not this. touching helmets yet. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate the yet yeah, part. Yet. Yo, these lights are hot. Uh, dude, I actually feel okay. Yo, do, yo, hold on, wait, they real quick. Cool. They don't give off heat. Just shut up. I'm being a dick. Did you see uh, Grahau texted us and goes, just, oh, Todd he said, let's touch the socks. Todd Frazier does suck. No, I don't think he sucks. I think he just had a he, bad stretch of well, it right now. Yeah, I mean, well, everyone's batting like shit. Yeah, right now, the, dude, the Braves are a really good team. It happens. You know, what can you do? We, we got a huge series coming up with the Cubs on Tuesday. I think let's sweep be all right. that motherfucker because the Cubs have been awful on the road. I, At a minimum, win two out of three. They're only I, two games out. I don't know who, no, who did I, what like, today. I, I've already given up on the NL East, to be honest with you. I'm 
point. Especially because, like, so the one time I'm like, I hope the Nationals beat the Cubs, and that was the one. Yeah, yeah but exactly. even still, I'm not like. Yeah, um, but this series with the Cubs is going to be huge because, yeah. um, you know, aren't they in front of us by two games, or yes, is it the they're Brewers? in front of us by two games? Okay. Um, the Cardinals and the Brewers are tied with us as of um this this recording. I don't know what happened with the games today yet. They lost. Um, who the Brewers? No, oh no, I'm talking about. The oh Mets. no, I know the Mets lost. Okay. Yeah, I was doing my uh, my neck treatment inside watching the end of the game when they were just had a rally going and then nothing happened. Nothing at all. Um, and Mats was great today again. Mats was on fire. Um, so it's encouraging there. Um, Edwin Diaz is an asshole. I told you that two nights ago when he pitched great and then he sucked yesterday. Yep. <laughs> I was like, and then I saw his injury was a trap muscle. I'm like, dude, I got the same injury as <laughs> fucking Edwin Diaz. And you'll be back before he is. Dude, I probably could pitch better than him right now. Yeah. I'll just throw the fucking. Okay, so guys, um, obviously we're recording right now as um, we're finishing up episode 66 of yes. You Watch, I Listen. And now um, for the, the upcoming NFL season, um, we're getting rid of our last word for the next 25 weeks or so. And and the last uh, half of every episode will be us talking about our picks for this week in the NFL. We're two, a week and a half away from the first game of the season between the Packers and the Bears. And uh, we're going to dedicate this time to giving our predictions for this upcoming NFL season. Yes, Division winners, are. Uh, Super Bowl winners, award winners, any other random ideas we may have. Um, so why don't we dedicate some of this time to the NFL? Obviously, um, last night while we were at Manfro's birthday, we got some huge news. And Josh, I'm assuming you're going to be throwing things up on here. Yes. Um, I hope you can do it tonight. I will. Okay, cool. Preferably. We've missed videos for a while now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I like when you get creative. So the huge news that came out last night at uh, Manfro's birthday is that uh, Colts superstar quarterback Andrew Luck. Andrew Luck decided to announce his retirement, uh, citing the struggles he's had with injuries and the rehab process, taking the joy of the game away from him. I am a huge Andrew Luck fan. I have been since he was drafted. I was part of the Suck for Luck campaign for the Dolphins in the 2011 season. I think everyone else was, too. Isn't it crazy? That in 2019, Ryan Tannehill and RG3 are still in the NFL. And, and Andrew, Andrew Luck, Luck is not. Now, obviously, Andrew Luck's career, was he was on a Hall of Fame path. Yeah. I mean, the numbers he put up in his first years in the season were right there with Peyton Manning, well, Dan Marino. I think someone tweeted about it last night. And it's like the Colts in the last 20 years have had one, arguably one, the one best. One Super Bowl. One Super Bowl outs, outs, out of uh, Peyton, Peyton Manning, Manning and Andrew Luck. And Andrew Luck. Yeah, and it, it's really unfortunate. I don't like... I've seen people call him soft and a pussy. I'm like, how about he's smart? Who knows if in two years he's going to decide, hey, I feel good again and I want to play, dude. And then, um, uh, and then the Colts decided not to recoup any of the any of the signing yeah, bonus. And so like, listen, bro, that, you, that, this is what you did for us. That drunken pillhead Jim Ursay for not trying to go and take it from him. Dude, he did something right. Yeah, real. he I'll absolutely did something right. Um, but I, the idea that you know Andrew Luck is like soft or whatever, he if he's not there mentally, why is he going to go out there and just risk his teammates and his play especially, and be gun shot? Well, especially I mean outside. Outside of uh, Quentin Nelson, who is their guard, I mean, who else is going to block for? He's been running for his life yeah. for the last four years. And I mean, listen, it, if the Colts were built the right way, I mean, they could easily be in the conversation for worst team again this year. Although with Quentin Nelson, the offensive line being better, Jacoby Brissett should be. Jacoby Brissett has played well Dude, in spurts. He, he's he's not a bad quarterback. No, honestly. he's not. Is he the guy? No, no, he's probably not the guy. But you're also talking about a guy that looked like the guy, a generational talent that's mm-hmm. leaving, and a guy that makes everyone around him better. I mean, the fact that he missed an entire year, came back last year. And was phenomenal well, again. He won't come back player of the year. year. Um, there is the conspiracy theory that he's going to go to the XFL because his father is like the GM of the league. Yeah, I heard that. Could you imagine if that? I don't think. Th- I don't think that they collectively. I don't, so. I don't. I think that his contract wouldn't allow him to go play the same sport. No. Um, I don't know that definitively, but it would be interesting if something like that happened because you'd instantly uh, give the XFL a face, dude. I just don't know. I don't. I don't see that happening. No, I honestly, because I, I think Andrew Luck is such a genuine dude. Like, there's compilations of him. Congratulations. Congratulating people on hitting him. Yeah, dude, it's, I so love those like, videos of him getting like, oh, nice hit, number 
352. Yeah, like, nice hit. Like, dude, Danny Shelton, all 350 pounds, just laying on top of him. Nice hit, bro. Nice hit. Yeah, dude. I Fucking saw the, caveman I saw from the Geico they, commercials. The, the Dolphins with Paul Solii was on the Dolphins yeah. with his wild Samoan hair. Uh-huh. He's like, you've been tearing up all day, number uh-huh. 57. Yeah. You've been tearing it up. And the biggest thing we're going to miss about Andrew Luck is the uh, Civil War Andrew Luck Twitter account. It's been account. the best Twitter account following the last couple years. Oh, my God. Um, I'm telling you, dude, he looks like the caveman from the Geico he, commercials. He does. Um, but the, the fans booing him. I didn't like that. No, was like, dude, what are you doing? No, that's as a Colts fan. First of you're, all, you're one of the most spoiled fan bases. There's two spoiled fan bases when it comes to quarterbacks, and it's the Packers and the Colts. Like, you should not ever be booing your quarterback. If you get one Super Bowl, I, I know Andrew Luck didn't win one, but you got a Super Bowl from Peyton Manning, got a Super Bowl from both Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. So, Shut the fuck up. So, I saw from the Captain Andrew Luck Twitter account, Dearest Mother, the quill has never felt more heavy. I have made a decision to holster my sidearm permanently. I shall be battle no more. The decision is difficult, but as the hogs taught as the hogs taught me, I must be true to myself. I am coming home to care for you and the farm, Andrew. Okay. So how do we want to start this? Do we want to start with um talking about our own teams and what we think is gonna happen uh, and then go into divisions? Actually, let, let's go to divisions okay. and let's, let's hit our teams all as right, we go. So I got this uh, mapped out. We'll start out with my division, the AFC East. Um are we all in agreement here? It's the Patriots division to lose, obviously. Yes. yes. Um who is the second best team in the division? Jets. Easy. Jets? The Bills. You think the Bills? Yeah, why, raise your why, mic a little why, bit. Why the Bills, honestly? Because I think the Jets just have a great roster. I cannot I, stand Adam Gase. I think but that's I think probably that the reason Josh is hesitant because of Adam Gase. And they've already had yeah. a ton of injuries. Yeah, and a little bit. I, just, I have a hard time believing in the Jets at all. Ever. Yeah, well, the thing um, is, the Jets tend to play well when there's no hype around them, and they disappoint when there is hype around yeah, them. That's a good point. Um, I just think that... And there is hype around them this year. You know, I just think that the Bills uh, have a solid running game. They do. Um, they, they, they added Frank Gore to back up LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. You know, it's the oldest a, running backs in the league. Jesus. But, yeah. I mean, but, but still, I just, I just veteran think it's presence. A solid running, it's a solid running game, veteran presence, and offense it, that should be getting better this Bills year. The Bills are going to come down to the, the growth of Josh Allen yeah. and how Josh Allen's going to improve because he improved down the stretch last season. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of Ben Roethlisberger to him. He's very elusive in the pocket. He's hard to bring down. He's got a huge arm. He takes risks. Um, he's going to take a lot of hits, and that's going to come down to his health at that point. Yeah. And, you know, he Ben Roethlisberger, for as good as he's been, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback, a Hall of Fame player. He's had a lot of injuries because of the amount of hits he takes. So you got to watch that with Josh. Allen. I don't love the pass catchers around Josh Allen. I was going to um, say, who's he throwing to? Their right offensive now? line is actually decent, and I just don't know if they put enough. Uh, skill position players on both sides of the ball. I think the Bills and the Jets are a lot closer than people realize. So I'm not I'm not in disagreement with you. But I think the Jets have the more the better skill position players for sure overall. The problem though is Adam Gaze, and he l- loves he loves hating running backs. And I told people like be careful Le'Veon Bell because Le'Veon Bell will be on pace for like 180 yards, and in the second half he's going to get like three touches because that's what Adam Gaze does. Well, it's just the weirdest because I mean if you look at the offseason acquisitions, the uh, C.J. Mosley, Le'Veon. Bell and Quinn and Williams. So you have Jameson Crowder and Jameson Crowder. And not to mention you have Sam Darnold, who I think is going to take a step forward. I think this Sam season. Darnold's going to take a big leap, yeah. And I really believe that defense can be so formidable. The only issue is their secondary. Outside of Jamal Adams, their secondary is a problem. I think their corners are going to be atrocious. Co- covering people is going to be bad. Dude, their linebackers are some of the most underrated. Like with CJ Mosley, and then you bring in Avery Williamson, who had a great season yep. last year, and they're well, going to have Williamson a devastating. hurt. He's, he tore his ACL. Oh, did he really? Avery Williamson. Since when? Uh, Adam Gaze kept him in the second half or the second quarter of a preseason game. The second preseason when was, he tore his ACL. I didn't even um, know about not this, that. The, not this preseason game, the last one. The one the before? Jets. All right. Well, that's a big hit. But <coughs> yeah, I mean, that's a huge hit. But their defensive line is going to be very formidable. And then I think Leonard Williams is going to take a step forward this year, finally. The Jets are going to have uh, their problem is, and it's the same problem going back to Rex. They have not been able to develop an edge rusher. 
And in uh, the... Even when they had Calvin Pace, they thought he they, was the answer. They never, never had an edge rusher. Their best edge rusher in the last few years was when they had Jason Taylor for one year, the second AFC championship they went to under Rex. <laughs> that was their best edge rusher they've had. And that was the and, end. That was the end of his literally, fucking career. I understand. With Tom Brady, you usually beat him with pressure up the middle. And they should be able to do that. But the Patriots are so good at ga- uh, scheming their offensive line to stop that. Um, as far as the Dolphins go, they're going to be in the running for the first overall pick. There's nothing I can say good about them uh, other than it should not be Ryan Fitzpatrick playing quarterback. I agree. I agree. There's, you, you, you traded for Dude. Rosen. See what you got. Rose. Because if he thrives, mm. it completely changes how you draft next year. And you have so many draft picks that you can either trade down more, you could trade up if you want to take Tua. There's a million things you can do. But Ryan Fitzpatrick, you know who he is. It's his 15th year in the league. It's his eighth team, I think. Eighth team, Eighth yeah. team. You know what you're getting. You're getting, like, he was doing great early in camp, and then he was doing terrible. That sounds like his entire career. Three good games, three bad games, two good games, one bad game. It's just That's Ryan Fitzpatrick. Remember when Buffalo thought he was the answer, gave him that big Dude, contract? Ryan Fitzpatrick always plays great when you don't expect him to. Literally. The For Bills, the, Texans, the Jets, the, the Bucks, Bengals. Whenever he doesn't isn't gifted the starting job, when he started last year with the Bucks because uh, J- Jameis Winston was suspended, he started out three straight 400-yard game. Then they said when Jameis Winston came back, um, Fitzpatrick's still the starter. He started to suck, right? Yeah. When the Jets, he had that great year with them, even though he blew it in week 17 in Buffalo. Richie was there for it. Ha ha. Um, <laughs> and then they were like, he's our starter next Wasn't year. Wasn't he statistically one of the best quarterbacks in the franchise history? And like, he had one of the best season? single seasons in Jets history. Yeah, yeah that's crazy wise. to me. Um, but it should be Josh Rosen starting. you got to see what you have. I know the offensive line is ter- terrible outside of Laramie Tunzel. I know they're talking about uh, trading or cutting Kiko Alonso, Kenny Stills, and... Um, uh, I, I forget Rashad Jones, um, but I mean defensively they have pieces. You just tr- you drafted um, the the fucking the Christian Wilkinson, the defensive tackle. You just locked up Xavier Howard. You have Minka Fitzpatrick. You have T.J. McDonald. You have Rashad Jones. I'm telling the name to watch on the Dolphins this year is linebacker Jerome Baker, who was phenomenal last season. He is looking like an absolute animal. Watch that name this year. Um, but they're going to have a, a tough year. Three wins, I think, is reasonable. They're probably going to beat the Patriots once because they always do, yep. even when they're terrible. They'll. Sp- Split with the Jets and the Bills. Uh, Adam Gaze will beat them in Miami. They'll beat him, them in New York. The Bills will win in Miami. They'll lose in Buffalo. It's just how it goes. They have a brutal schedule to start. But Josh Rosen should be starting. See what you got. Fair enough. So I guess okay. So the Patriots at AFC East. Patriots AFC East, right? Okay. okay. So where are you, where are you going? Let's next? just go back. Let's just do AFC East, NFC, NFC East. AFC. Okay. So NFC East. Um, Can I go? Absolutely, please. I have the Eagles winning this by a fair by a fair. I margin. do as well. And I think the big issue here is because it really comes down to the Cowboys and the Eagles. If Ezekiel Elliott is playing week one, the Cowboys have a legitimate shot. They have a legitimate shot of being the number one seed in the NFC if Zeke is playing. That's what I'm saying. That's how good that team is. That defense is ridiculous, and I think the Cowboys did a very good thing in extending Jalen Smith. They're getting Um, their uh, their center back, who missed all last year. Travis Frederick, like, and then you have uh, Van Der Esch, who turned out to be like the second coming of stud of uh, Brian Erlacher. Erlacher. Stud. Animal. Um, the Giants are a dumpster fire. There's yeah, no secret they're, there. They, they, um, they're, it's going to be between listen, the Giants and the Dolphins for the first overall listen, pick. I'll be honest with you. And it's, I, I, granted, it's preseason. Daniel Jones looks kind of real, but again, he's playing against twos and threes, and so he's we playing can't, without but, game planning. So they don't know what his weaknesses are. They're giving him the seam every time, right. which is the throw that he's good at. But the truth is, I mean, he has looked very well. So we're going to see him at some point this season for sure. And the Redskins are just far away, they're, not going to compete. They're they're okay. I think the Redskins are. They're a competitive team because they 
they they have pieces on both sides of the ball. They're gonna they can play spoiler to both the Eagles and the Cowboys. They're, they're, they're getting back Darius Grice, who was was a great they, runner last they year. They did announce today that Case Keenum will be the starter. I like that. I think hold back Dwayne Haskins until you like you know. And if you start zero three, you give it to Dwayne Haskins. Dude, I think, I think Dwayne Haskins ha- is gonna be phenomenal. I think Dwayne Haskins is gonna be a great um, quarterback. But or as Boomer calls him, he has a howitzer so for an arm. I agree that the Eagles will win the division, but so much of it hinges on the health of Carson Wentz. Obviously, mm-hmm. if Carson Wentz is healthy, he is an MVP candidate. He'll be in the running for it. He was they, the MVP of the Super Bowl year yeah, until he tore his they, ACL. They, they brought back Deshaun Jackson, so you brought a new element to take the top off of defense. Um, you traded for um, the from the Bears. Uh, Tariq Cohen, they yeah. traded for. you. So you brought in a, a better pass Dude, catching and, back. And here's the thing. You didn't even need to bring in Deshaun Jackson. You have Nelson Aguilar, who was a legit downhill exactly, threat. Exactly. As long as he can hold and on Doug to the ball. And Peterson turned you, him into you, a legit threat. You he, have was this, a, he was a all, bust. You have a great offensive and defensive line, you win the game in the trenches. And you, you still have, have Zach Ertz. You have the ability to stop the Cowboys' offensive line and running game, which no other team in your division does. Mm-hmm. Um, the Eagles, to me, may have the makings of an 11-5 to 12-4 and team, depending on the health of Carson Wentz. Um, they have a pretty reasonable schedule. You get to play the Giants twice, for Christ's sake. That's more than reasonable. Um, but I, obviously, if Wentz doesn't stay healthy, it's going to be tough. I can easily see both the Cowboys and the, the Eagles both going 11-5, and 12-4, and yeah. and it's going to come down to those divisional matchups. But the NFC East at the top of it should make for an incredibly fun division to watch. Definitely. Um, Josh, what do you think? Who wins the NFC East? Uh, I'm with the Eagles, too. Eagles? Okay. So we're all in agreement there. Again, the Cowboys are such an X factor. Because I think defensively, the fact that their linebackers are so fast and it's going to make your corners better and your safeties better. It really just comes down to Zeke at the end of the day. And uh, Zeke and Wentz. They're the X factors uh, in the division. Who's the cornerback that took a big step last year when they really had no one? Byron Jones? Yeah, Byron Jones. Byron Jones, who turned out to be a great fucking uh, man-to-man cover corner. He was awesome, and like th- th- that Cowboys team is so weird. It is a weird team because well, th- was- they they could be legitimately great for a while if Dak Prescott didn't turn down fucking thirty million. Well, I had a conversation with Grohow about this, and it's. Do you, think, do you think he asked for forty so he can get thirty five? I think what so. I think. Yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you? Because Russell, because Russell, the only quarterback that's about to hit the market, your well, agent should be asking for the most money, well, even if you aren't worthy of it. Because because uh, Russell Wilson's making thirty five, so if he so he's going to want more up to yeah, what Russell yeah. makes. But Russell's been to two Super Bowls, dog. For sure. Like, come on. Um. So the. The weird thing is, I was talking to Groha about this the other day. The Cowboys, I don't know if Jerry Jones is capable of operating without drama. I said the, the comparison I made is like when you're driving up to like a uh, town you're not used to and you're looking for something to eat and you see the golden arches. Like that's synonymous with McDonald's, right? Mm-hmm. Drama is synonymous with the Dallas Cowboys. Jerry Jones. It's, it's, you're not capable of having one without the other. And Jerry Jones loves it because it keeps his brand recognition at well, an all-time high. Well, okay. So when did Jerry Jones buy the Cowboys? In like the early 80s or something like that? I think, yeah, early to so, mid 80s. So yeah. early in his ownership and his tenure as the as an owner, what did he do? He sat back. He sat he back. He let football people make football decisions. And he let Jimmy he let Jimmy Johnson trade Herschel Walker and then he created that entire He ran out Jimmy Johnson. He ran out uh what's his name? Their but, greatest but, coach of but all time. What I'm time. saying, <laughs> like, the, but the biggest drama was the Herschel Walker mm-hmm. trade. The great at the time it was like why are you trading this guy? He's yep. your only player. And it turned into what? Three Super Bowl championships yep. in 4 years? Yep. That was drama. Absolutely. And then that winning that was even more drama, good or bad, that still happened. He loves it. So he thinks that's a winning recipe still. Well, he thinks he thinks it's a bit winning business recipe. That's what I'm saying. The Cowboys, even when they're terrible, they're the highest rated games every single Listen, year. And, and especially because he's an they're oil. the Yankees of the NFL. For they're sure. the, the pinstripes, yeah. the Cowboys star. Um, all right, let's get to AFC North, um, a division that's largely been controlled Dude. by three teams in the division over the last decade: the Bengals, the Steelers, and the, the Ravens. Ravens. 
And now we have a new contender, a new front runner. I a think lot we, of hype. A I've, lot of hype. I think a very legitimate contender and as I well. And I think in Cleveland. the hype is real because the Cleveland Browns are going to win the AFC North. I said the same thing. I really do. I think that that roster Josh, is too I got good. The Steelers. You got the Steelers. Okay. I got the Steelers. I got the Steelers. I have the Browns crushing under the pressure of the enormous hype and going See, eight. And this eight. is the reason I don't think the pressure is going to be enormous. They play in Cleveland. Yeah. If this was in New York, yeah. Los Angeles, you're playing in a market that their football fandom is real football fandom. Yeah. That is the birth of football. Well, I mean, they're like, not they they're not these people that the, the hype and the, the stuff surrounding it is as important. They're going to be talking about the football game after the mm-hmm. game, not what they post on Instagram. I think it's a different kind of hype in a city so, like Cleveland rather than I New York. I think that when you look at the at the the players on the team. I think that you have big market mindsets in Absolutely. those players, and sure. I think that's where the pressure is going to come from. Odell Beckham doesn't give a shit what the fucking Cleveland news sure, fucking sure. sports Why would he? radio it's not has like, to it's say. It's nothing like the New York radio but media market. Because he's who he is, he's still going to hear what the New York people are saying mm-hmm. about him. He's still going to well, hear he loves it. He loves what the it. national people are saying about him. Um, the one he thing thrives, I say, man. I think the thing that I would normally agree with that, the balance for him is going to have his best friend on the other side in Jarvis Landry. Oh. They're going to thrive off each other. Listen, I, it's it, To me, like that's the they're a handcuff to each other because they will keep each other cool, I feel like. They'll keep each other hyped. It, it, one without the other, I don't think performs the same way. I think Jarvis Landry is going to have a massive year with Odell Beckham taking the top off the defense. I think he really is, um, too. I think the running game is going to be massive, and I think well, Baker Mayfield is going to be a legitimate MVP contender. I was going to say, the X factor on that offense is Nick Chubb, 1,000%. Yeah, Chubb. And if then, Nick Chubb goes for 1,200 yards, dude, they're winning this division going Think away. about this. When Kareem Hunt gets off his suspension, he's going to be on that yeah, fucking 53-man roster. The two backs that you can run with Jarvis Kareem Landry Hunt, underneath hit and check downs that, or drags. Dude, and that's, the best, that's the best offense on paper I've seen since the 2008 Patriots. The, all the weapons you have um, in a very good offensive line, an emerging young defense. The, the Browns, dude. to me, it's going to come down to, you know, the hype is, is a thing. they got to live up to their expectations. And I think when you see certain teams that thrive towards the end of a season that started out bad, like the Browns did last year, starting out 0-3 and then going 7-8-1 and for their final record, I think that you ride that wave. And you bring in a guy like Odell Beckham who is going to bring you highs and lows. It's just who he is. But the highs can carry you even further with the right leadership. And to me, Baker Mayfield has the right leadership and attitude to keep Odell Beckham in check. You know, people got mad at Odell Be- or, uh, Baker Mayfield for taking shots at Daniel Jones, even though it was taken completely out of context. It wasn't even that big. Like, it was out of context completely. entirely. It was, like, and, I mean, because everyone said the same thing. The, the, the thing it is, with him, he's not going to be afraid of Odell Beckham like Eli Manning and the Giants coaching staff was. Baker will get in his Listen, face. Baker Mayfield don't give a fuck. What? Who's just... What the hell's going on? Whose phone is that? I don't know. Josh? Is that you? Is that your phone? Yeah. God Wait, damn it. Do you have a tumor on your leg that pressed the button? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> no, but like, but my whole thing is too, I mean, uh, what, just uh, uh, piggybacking off what you said that Baker Mayfield has no fear. Just look back what he played for Oklahoma. He played at Ohio State. What did he do? He took the Oklahoma flag to the middle of that field and stuck the fucking flag in the fuck. middle. He doesn't care. That's the thing. He, he's he not going to let Odell shit Beckham more about tell Kansas, him what to do. Not shaking his hand and bringing it to Kansas, who was irrelevant in going college after football. Hugh Jackson. Going after NFL. Hugh Jackson, Dude, Denzel Ward flipping he the ball ain't to him. let Odell Beckham Dude, dictate where the ball goes. There's a, I, that to me is such a huge, integral part of the success of the team and the success of Odell Beckham. There's a swagger in Cleveland that hasn't been seen since Jim Brown. At, LeBron James got drafted oh, by the Cavaliers. Yeah, I'm sure. talking about Cleveland as sure. a whole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But football, Jim Brown, sure. Now the rest, the rest of the division, you got the Ravens. I think Lamar Jackson's not the answer. That's what I just believe. I, See, the Bengals suck. The Bengals will be in the running for the uh, top five pick.
than yeah. Lamar Jackson. I don't. It's easy. I don't to, buy it's easy it. to say, like, because you see the, the passing stats. But he wins. Like you said this with yeah. Tebow for years. He wins. Like he lost one game down the stretch, and it was the playoffs, right? Yeah, to it the was, Pats. I know. I know. I lost a slap bet, and he's looked way better in camp this year. I still don't know. I'm not sold well, on him either. Okay. But now I, there's I, enough I see from Lamar Jackson where that's going to be a really hard guy to game plan for over 16 games. Going if he does get better as a passer, now, he can still run like again, that. Go, going off of what you said, that you can't really tell much from the preseason, sure, but from sure. your starters, you still have to take stuff at face value. Absolutely. He still has to learn how to keep his downfield like Pat Mahomes does. Granted, he's not Pat Mahomes, no, who is? but there are a couple times when I've I've been watching enough game film where I've seen that he's had an open receiver in the flat for an easy first down and he takes off. Yeah. Now, granted, he's a good enough athlete. He makes shit work like that, but Listen, he can't. You well, just can't take those. I you can't take hits, it's, and it's not going to last. It's going to depend long. on if when he takes off, if the offense starts designing plays to give that read, like he's going to take off. Mm. So the safeties cheat up close, then he could take those deep shots. But the thing with the Ravens that can keep them in games and help him win, he's not going to win any thirty-five to thirty-two shootout. No, no shot. But their defense is still so good, and you can win with the defense, and they'll be able to win nineteen, seventeen Dude, games regularly. I have them as like a nine to ten win team. The it's Ravens. just hard for me because how dominant he was in college at Louisville of all places, yeah. and mm-hmm. I, I don't. Don't see that translating to be that same dominance. Not yet. I, mean, I don't know if about he, dominance, but success and dominance are two different things. That's what I'm saying. And the fact that he came in last year, he, he have like 75 touchdowns. Yeah, he, was, he was crazy. He doesn't have to have 75 touchdowns. If he goes 21 and 13, and he has 600 right. rushing yards and eight touchdowns, the Ravens are going to be a legitimate playoff team. And I, once their defense gets in, I think 500. That's why I said I, I have them about eight nine eight. wins. So I have it's, eight it's, eight. all right. Um, Josh, who do you have in the AFC? You said the Steelers already. Yeah, you said the Steelers. Um, the Bengals are going to be the worst team in the division. Bengals um, stink, and I think the Steelers. Listen, Mike Tomlin, Ben Roethlisberger, and with, and with Juju Smith-Schuster, I think the offense is still good enough. And then with Connor running the ball, yeah, you I, see what their offensive line is good. Their dude, linebackers are good. They were so competitive without Le'Veon Bell, who was a top two, top three back in but his position, and. Antonio Brown, who is, sorry, the best wide receiver in the game. I'm sorry. He's not. Yes, he is. Absolutely. 100%. Talent-wise, he's the best wide receiver in the game. He's the most complete wide receiver in the game because he can he can do everything. And Julio, it's actually, no, excuse me. The best receiver in the game is DeAndre Hopkins. He's the only one that didn't drop a fucking pass last okay. year. <laughs> I, will, I will say this. targets or something yeah. like that. Well, because I get it. Julio misses a lot of games. He drops some passes from time to time. Sure. He doesn't get a lot of touchdowns because he doesn't really get the opportunities. Mm-hmm. He's always fucking quadruple covered. Sure. When, when Julio is when on someone, fire, you when can't someone stop approaches him. his yards per game, then I'll then no. I'll then I'll say maybe. Oh, the triple not. coverage didn't stop Calvin Johnson. I'm sorry. Well, Calvin Johnson is arguably the most talented wide receiver yeah, of all time. I, I agree with that. Um, I know, that's ridiculous. I didn't I didn't start saying Julio was the best wide receiver no. in the NFL until Calvin Johnson retired. I yes. was going to um, put that so, out. No, for sure. And listen, people telling me Julio is the best. I'm not going to say no. He's not. Like he's in the conversation. The only issue DeAndre I have Hopkins is the best to me. The only issue I have is the lack of touchdowns. It's the offense's fault. Which and it's Matt Ryan. It did stop last year. It did stop last year. It was like after he went like 10 straight games without a touchdown, then he started going And the on other a thing, too, because yeah. I didn't believe him, I guess you got mad at him at first, was that he's not a real red zone threat. But he's they not. Also, they, no, he's they, not. They, no, he's not. He's, he's not. like, it's one of those See, things. That's the, thing with, the thing that Antonio Brown does differently is because he's a smaller dude, he can both play big and small. Like, mm-hmm. he can play in a West Coast system, a deep. And that's Julio would be able to play in any system, too. Yeah. But I don't know if Julio would thrive in the same way in Pittsburgh that Antonio <laughs> Brown did. Well, Julio's a better safety you know than what? most starting safeties yeah, in the NFL. The problem, the problem with Julio because of his size is that to be a red zone threat, you got to either be small or you got to have a quarterback. And I'm not. I love Matt Ryan. He has Hall of Fame. Well, he numbers. doesn't get out of the pocket very well, and if he needs he, to break a play, he's to, never moved. You that have well. to put the ball into such tight windows. In and such he's not the size of Calvin Johnson. Julio, accuracy. he's a big dude, but because 
you know, Julio drops a lot of those passes that he touches, but he's just kind of, it's either too high for yeah. him or he's not in the right position. There's only one guy in my mind that could make the throws, two guys in my mind that Who? could make the throws that Julio needs in the red zone. Aaron Rodgers? No. Well, not, not currently. Okay. Uh, well, Aaron Rodgers is one of them and Peyton Manning. Yeah, okay. I, that's fair. I don't think Peyton anybody those touch throws in a fair. short window. No yeah. one was better. I, I would even say Tom Brady. Tom Brady's Tom ridiculous Brady in the red zone. I mean, yeah, that's ridiculous. What, he's in the just red so zone. smart with the football. All right, yeah. let's get the NFC North. Um, to me, the NFC North is a did, it's a one team division. No, to me, I think this is the most interesting division. In, I do think in, it's an interesting division because I don't think the Lions are going to be as bad as people think they're no, going to be. I don't. Um, I think Matthew Stafford, based on what he dealt with this offseason with his wife having brain cancer and having a tumor removed, I think he's going to be highly motivated to play. I think Carryon Johnson's going to have a huge year for the Lions. They're still to me like a six to eight win team. They're about five hundred. But to me, the most talented division or most talented team on both sides of the ball um, is the Chicago Bears. I have the Chicago Bears as a legitimate Super Bowl contender, an NFC title. I think they're going to be in the NFC Championship game. Um, really? It's yes. Their biggest thing that holds me back on the Bears a little bit is they still have. They're, I think they're being a little cursed by the kicking game and what happened last season yeah. against the Eagles. But when it comes to defense, offense, the ability to run the ball, the ability to create plays that play to Mitch Trubinsky's strengths. I don't see any team more complete than the Chicago Bears. The titty kisser. I, so, I don't like the Vikings. I, really? I, I, no. I don't like Kirk Cousins. He's not a winner. He's a perennial know, loser. I don't know, man. I just think that, listen, that Vikings offense is too good, and I think, I think it's going to happen. I think their offense is especially, good fantasy-wise. With, dude, especially with Dalvin Cook coming back. But they I got think worse with Kirk Cousins, and they were with Case Keenum. They were less listen, efficient. I'm just still thinking about it. And their offensive I'm, line is dog shit. I listen, I think the Packers are trash this year. I think I don't know about trash. There. I think, I think there's not a lot there, bro. I, here's not. the thing, though. If, if with Aaron Rodgers, how much of trash could they be? Yeah, but at the same time, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it's just because they're better, they're, I think they're going to have a better record than the Vikings. They're not going to stop anyone, man. Their defense is non-existent, bro. Well, I don't think it's not. Not I don't think it's not. I think you're completely overlooking how much Mike McCarthy tore that team apart in the locker room last year. No one wanted to play for him, yeah. and it's not to say that Matt Lafleur is the answer. I don't think he not is. At all. But I think the fact that no one really knows what they're going to be, and when as long as Aaron Rodgers is healthy and he he goes with the coach and what he wants to do, you don't really know. To me, the Packers are probably the biggest X factor team in the league, the biggest unknown. Because if all of a sudden it clicks. And they play like we thought they would the last few years. Their team is not dramatically different. They got better losing Clay Matthews because Clay Matthews has been the most overrated defensive player in the NFL for the last six seasons. And uh, and they lost Ty Montgomery. They lost too. Mike Daniels too. They got rid of Mike Daniels. And so, but there's so many things about the Packers that just hinge on Aaron Rodgers. Because if Aaron Rodgers puts up the year you expect from him. It's hard to see them not competing because I the Vikings again. While they have these weapons on offense, their offensive line is terrible. How are they not able to to move the ball like they should? Well, especially because they're a dome team. So I, I that I agree with you they're, too. They're, like they should the, be better. The Vikings than that. are all or nothing. They're they're home run or strikeout every play. I, I, I just I, I just really like the Vikings this year. I don't I really like. Do. I dude. I don't. I, do. I don't see what but anyone sees in Kirk but, Cousins. But it's it's hard. It's hard to go against the Bears too. Yeah, the Bears. The Bears, just, the Bears just they have so much going for them. They, they, I just don't the Kirk Cousins things. Dude, he's been a. a total farce since he came into the league. A complete farce. He is... He puts up a flashy highlight, but he misses so many open throws. He doesn't come up big when he's supposed to. He is basically Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's a very similar player. With a fully guaranteed yeah, contract. Yeah, he's a fully guaranteed contract. $84 million. I think the fact that they still have not improved their offensive line is going to kill them. That's you, not going to help. You, you can't win in that division against the Bears without an offensive line. To me, those three teams, the Vikings, the Packers, and the Lions, are all going to hover between... 
five to nine wins. I think they're all in that area. I think the Lions will take a step forward. The Lion, a bold prediction for this division is that the Lions will finish better than either the Packers or the Vikings. Okay. And again, I'm not trying to say the Packers aren't going to be bad. I'm saying I don't know. I, when you have someone like Aaron Rodgers, I have a hard time saying you're going to be a trash team. It, just, it's very difficult it. for That's me. That's just me, but I understand. Um, okay, Josh, who do you have in the NFC North? Uh, I got to go with the Bears. The Bears. Okay. Uh, AFC South, a division that obviously is an upheaval with the retirement of Andrew Luck. I have the Colts winning the division until yesterday. Did you really? Uh, absolutely. Who did you have? The Texans. The Texans. No, I thought they were going to take a step back. I really um, think, I think the Texans are still I, too, too I, The reason good. I was going to take the Colts is because, one, Andrew Luck absolutely owns the Colts, and it's second year back from injury. Oh, the Texans? Uh, the Texans, excuse me. He owns the Texans. He does own the Colts now, technically. Yeah, um, they're still paying him. Um, I just saw I, he always owns the Texans, and I thought that another year back from injury is going to be even better, and that that young offensive line in the Colts and that young defense was going to take a huge step forward. But now... I'm going to have to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Stop. No, I'm, I'm dead-ass serious. I'm dead-ass serious. Foles, really? I think with Nick Foles, the way they're going to run the offense to his strengths, the ability to run the ball with the best defensive front on the other side being able to control the line of scrimmage with an improved offensive line, I think that they're going to be able to contain most offenses. I think they're going to be able to win a lot of low-scoring games. As long as Nick Foles is healthy, I'm going to take the Jacksonville Jaguars to win the AFC South. That is my biggest outlier division Yeah, pick. for sure. I, I, I mean, the I Texans have, should. I, I have the Texans. I think but, the team is just still too good. But the offensive honestly. line again. Deshaun, Deshaun Watson will not be able to take hits this year like he did last year. Mm. He's going to get the same kind of issues that Andrew Luck had where he takes so many hits. That offensive line and they did. They had the worst draft of any team for me this past season. Okay. They did nothing to improve the offensive line. Okay. And picture that Jacksonville Jaguars defensive line and linebackers well, especially going they, toe-to-toe uh, with the Texans dog shit offensive well, line. Uh, uh, they got that kid from uh, Houston, Ed Tolliver yeah, or whatever, who was very good. That's, they still got that's, that's what I'm worried about. It, I think the Texans, they, they could very easily win this division. They obviously have the best wide receiver in the league, but they just lost Lamar Miller for the year. They just lost their running game. Lamar Miller, he isn't a superstar, but he is a damn quality running back. He, he's a professional running back. He does everything back. you ask him to. He can catch it. He can pass Dude, block. Even, he can do even, everything. He, even when he was in Miami, he was he just was a professional running back. Once you get Very the ball good. in his hands, that is going to completely change the dynamic of the Houston Texans. And before Lamar Miller got hurt, I may have edged it out to the Texans. But I think that makes such a difference because now these defensive linemen will be able to pin their ears back even more and just go right after Deshaun Watson. Well, apparently, I, th- I think I forget who was uh, uh, who was connected to the Texans, but they were saying they're going to sign... like. Apparently, someone in free agency that brings I forget like someone who just got a uh, released or something. I couldn't. I, 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 can't, I, I, I can't, mean, can't even call they're, it. They're going to have to do something about it. Uh, Josh, who do you have in the AFC South? I'm going with the Jaguars also. Jaguars. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the, to me, it's a two division team. Uh, I have another bold prediction for this one: is that by week five, Ryan Tannehill will take over the quarterback position of the Tennessee Titans because Marcus Mariota has turned out to be a bust. Um, you have to say it at this point. Yeah. He gets hurt. The system, the way, from what I'm hearing out of camp, is that Ryan Tannehill is outperforming him with the ones. And when they've put Ta- Mariota on the twos, Tannehill's outperformed him on the twos, too. Right. And, uh, you know, no pun there. Um, I do think Tannehill will take over. The Titans, to me, are a very weird team. They're very much like the Packers in the sense that I don't really know which way they're going to go. Um, ta- losing Taylor Lewan for the first four games of the season is a huge loss. Yeah. But when it comes to offensive line, they have the best offensive line in the division. I would say, yeah, um, for sure. And if they're able to run the ball, because you don't know what you're getting from Derrick Henry. Um, you don't know who their p- pass-catching options are. I think Derrick Henry's going to turn it on this year. He figured it out towards so. the he, 
end of the towards season. Towards the end of the season, year. but he's he like has been uh, came in out of shape apparently. No, he's, he's, been he's, hurt. he's been very up and down. I mean, we were actually at, that, we were, at, we were Bob's, at Bob's house when he, when he ran the ninety nine yard touchdown where run. he stiff armed the motherfucker to the ground. He broke off like six tackles. I think that was the Jaguars. I do think Ryan Tannehill will take over by week six. Okay, that's fair. Um, so let's go to NFC South. Josh, your division. Um, why don't you go first? All right, I'll go ahead and I'll go here first. So here's the thing about the NFC South. Every couple of years there is a rotation. Rotation, right? Uh, so every you're picking team, the Bucks. Every team, actually, I am. <laughs> really yeah. interesting. Uh, every team in the NFC South um, goes through these transitional periods where they're really good for like mm-hmm. two, three years, and then they kind of middle for a while, sure. and then they get really fucking bad for the maybe Panthers. A season are, the Panthers or two. are in it right now, yeah. Uh, and then once they're bad for a season or two, then they come back and they surprise everybody mm-hmm. and they win the division, and it's the Bucks' turn. And the, um, well, I mean, when you talk about offense, the Bucks have it, and they have yeah. a coach that knows how to coach an offense in mm-hmm. Bruce Arians, and Bruce Arians it might be the co- the coach to. To figure out Jameis Winston yeah, because you think. can see it with Jameis Winston. Like there's times you watch him and you're like, "Yo, mm-hmm. it's there." Yeah. The pass, the the passing ability to hit all the throws is there. It's the decision making, dropping back too far, yeah. holding on to it for too long. But when he's on, you see it. And I mean, the fact that Mike Evans has been able to put up numbers with inconsistent quarterback play. They have a good offensive line. Yeah. Their defense. They had a very very good draft on their defense. They're another one of those teams that I'm not. Sure on, mm-hmm. and I, I Bruce Arians to me makes oh. such a difference. Well, look what Bruce Arians did to did to Arizona a couple years ago, where they were the most complete team. In yeah, the, they in were the league. Com- they were complete. Honestly. I mean, look what he did with Andrew Luck when Chuck Pagano got cancer. Dude, dude look how he turned around Carson Palmer's yeah, career. Yeah, he changed the Carson Palmer entirely. Crazy. Um, now I am not picking the Bucks. I am going with the team that should have been in the Super Bowl two years in a row, the New Orleans Saints. Mm-hmm. Now a lot of this, I'm a little worried about. If Drew Brees has finally hit that age wall, um, because you started to see it down the stretch after he should have been the MVP with how he started the year. So I'm going to call it this way. Uh, you know, while like the Bucks are in their upswing st- mm-hmm. stage, just you know, I know the pattern by this point. Yeah, uh, the Saints are going to be bad this year. They're not going to be. They're not going to be Panthers bad, but they're going to go seven and nine, seven and nine, eight and eight kind of team. Yeah. I could see I that, that. Uh, uh, every I, no, every couple of years. The team that's at the top has a tragedy. They, no, it's true. And it's the true. tragedy. So, do you think they, Michael Thomas gets hurt because he just signed the no? Big no, the, no, the tragedy was the was the championship game last year. Well, well what about the year before the Hail Mary to yeah, in Minnesota? That was the tragedy. They had, so they had the tragedy this year. They're going to be they're going to be middle so, of the road, like with the Falcons. Lost the Super Bowl, middle of the road next year. How did they lose the Super Bowl? Uh, they blew a twenty-eight to three lead. Two. The New England Patriots. And how did, how was it looking now. at halftime? Uh, it was looking great, according to you. <laughs> now. Cunt. Now. All right. Just now, for all the shit I give you, mm-hmm. I'm picking the Falcons. Okay. Okay. Let me tell you why. That offense is honestly prolific. I think Julio's going to have another great Depends season. Depends on how Freeman bounce back, so bounces Actually, back as well. Actually, uh, I disagree on the Julio aspect, believe it or not. Because okay. I'm always talking about it. I think that Julio's going to have his lowest yardage total since he started going on this tear where he's had 1,500 do, yards do or more Do you think it's an ability thing year. or that they're going to focus on running the ball more? No, I think that Calvin Ridley is going to blow up this year. Oh, I, I, I can see that. I, I was thinking that. And also with the defense, you're getting Deion Jones and Keanu Neal back, which are two very, so, very big pieces And I was actually going to bring that up, and the reason I'm, I'm, I'm actually a little high on the Falcons is because last year they had to rely on uh, blitzing to create pressure more than almost any team. They mm-hmm. weren't able to create pressure without the blitz. They were like, I think uh, pressure without the blitz, they were like 13%. Like, yeah. that's horrendous. I think they, were, feel, they were feeling the loss of Dwight Freeney. Do, yeah, no, they, they honestly, they were. They were. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I know. just that veteran presence makes a difference. 
And um, but I I still don't love their offensive line entirely, and I don't know how well they're going to be able to get to the quarterback. I was going to say in that division, you have to get to the quarterback. Uh, the you lo- have to. They're going to feel the loss of Tevin Coleman, which is kind of annoying. Yeah, that is. Um, a, I mean, huge loss. But the other th- like, so I'm I got to see where someone else has to step up. So this is where you get an undrafted or a third or fourth round pick that's going to step up in camp and be that guy. So I think the Falcons are maybe one or two pieces away from honestly com- like really competing with the Saints. I think the Saints are still the best roster. Top to bottom in the NFL, but I kind of agree with you. Where the, how bad things have gone the last two seasons? I think it's, it's an NFC South thing. If the Saints true. were in any other division, lose I would agree with you hundred yeah. percent. I think the Panthers. I would agree with you hundred percent. Yeah, you're any the, other. The, the NFC South has this weird juju around mm-hmm. it. Like, it, but I mean, the Bucks are the only one that haven't had any positive recently. You know, if you uh, <laughs> actually, if you look back on it in the last twenty years, outside of the Patriots themselves, mm-hmm. the NFC South has boasted more Super Bowl appearances yeah, than any other 100%. division. I, I mean, it's true. Um, I still am going to go with the Saints because I just think, you know, I think actually losing Mark Ingram is going to help them because it's going to create an ability to spread the ball around more. Um, you know, you do lose that bruising back, but he, you know, he was out a while. You have this amazing, complete running back in Alvin Kamara who can do everything. Dude, he was not even half the player he was in Tennessee. Exactly. Sometimes people just um, get to the NFL and it, it just works. For me, like, what happened to the Saints, and it could be that weird curse thing that happens. To me, that's something that either motivates them to sh- prove everyone wrong or they let that define them for the next four years. But for me, it's mostly about... If Drew Brees is starting to deteriorate, because it looked like that at the end of last season. Um, so you're taking the Falcons, you're taking, taking the, Falcons. the Bucks. I'm taking the Saints. Okay. Um, and now we're going to NFC. Oh, we just did NFC South. AFC West. AFC really West. Really interesting division. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. a really interesting division because the Chargers are in such a weird place. Um, the the Chiefs are obviously the Chiefs, and yeah. I think without question they're winning the division. And hey, if the, if if this man's word is anything to go by, I got to stick with the juice, and I got to go with Mahomes. <laughs> hey, everybody, Wait, everybody, it's yours truly. Wait, I'll say. I'll say. Speaking of, did you did you see he was doing his fantasy football he draft? An hour later, he took yeah. Andrew Luck. So, um, um, are we all taking the Chiefs in this division? I think you have to. I'm doing it, gritting my fucking teeth. Yeah, well, last year you Honestly. told us uh, Pat Mahomes was overrated. He still fucking sucks. <laughs> he doesn't uh, suck. You know, no, he the, absolutely. The Broncos no. are just in one of those weird transition They're periods. Like an no, it really, no, it really is. They're going to be 500, but I still Their think defense that the is going to be disgusting. And st- their running game is going to be nasty. Yo, watch out for Bradley Chubb for defensive players. He's going to be in the real tour. We'll get to that in a bit. Um, but my, like I said, so my whole thing is it's hard to take away anything from the Chiefs and even and they are getting back to Rekill, which is which pisses me off, not because he's playing for the Chiefs, but because of what actually happened. Um the loss of Kareem Hunt, they're not gonna feel it all that much because no, they had Williams is a good running back. Dude, they they picked up the slack very nicely. Yeah. Um and not to mention it's just that defense and is Tyree Kill's not gonna good. miss any time. No. You have a your defense should now, be better. With the with the uh with the Broncos being a bad team last year like granted, it's also a division but, opponent. The Broncos took them to the took them to the like, end of the fourth quarter. Yeah, so it's a very very good division. Well, the, the Raiders, Raiders always, stink. The Raiders, I don't think are going to win more than five. The games. Raiders nah. stink. Has, uh, the Chargers, uh, has I think, are a twelve one team that's been on hard knocks. Had a, had a winning Never. season. After? The Jets went to the playoffs after being okay. on Hard Knocks. Let's go get a fucking snack. Yeah. Thanks, Rex. I love um, that. That's my all-time favorite. <laughs> um, Char- hard knocks I, moment. I think the Chargers. I think the Bengals made the playoffs once after because they were on it like three times. I think yeah. one of those years yeah. Marvin Lewis lost in the playoffs. Um, I think the Chargers are. I think the Chargers are a twelve-win team. The, I don't. I, the Raiders, I did, but I really do. What about what about uh, what's his name? The what? running back. What? He's not playing. So what? Melvin Gordon. You lost Derwin James for the year. Not for the year. He's no. out until at least week twelve. It's, he had a, he bent a screw in his foot. I didn't he even know get that. The, yeah, he's pretty much. I knew he was hurt. Game. I didn't know the. I, extent I don't the think injury. the Chargers are going to win more than eight games. I think. I think the, the loss of. I think the loss of Gordon is going to be massive, and I think losing Derwin James Dude. makes that defense. 
so much different Bro. because of his ability to disrupt the line. Your linebackers play better because of him. Your safeties play better because of him. They play. They played better without Melvin Gordon. Honestly, well, they, they went they, four they, they and without him. They, they didn't miss a beat. They, they went four and zero without him, and I think he's being an idiot holding out because he has no leverage because None they whatsoever. went four and zero. But yeah, so. the fact that he can do so many different things, and now you're gonna have to rely on guys that aren't him over sixteen games rather than twelve. So. It, it's it's huge. I think they're about an eight to nine win team. The Chargers. Mm. The Chargers. Is another one of those teams. They always take a step forward, then two steps back. They almost fill up Rivers' entire career with the Chargers. Every time you think they're about there, you they th- lose. You they- go thirteen and three with Marty Schottenheimer losing the first round. Exactly. Um, so, uh, but we're all taking the Chiefs there, and then uh, we get to the NFC West. Um, a very interesting division to me. Um, you is know, it though? It, yeah, it really is. You want to know why? Why? I don't think the 49ers are going to be a bad team. Yeah, with the yeah with the Garoppolo goat coming back. I oh, oh okay. I listen. I actually like Jimmy G, but people need to calm down well, about a couple are, things. People have been talking shit about him. Well, lately. yeah, because he had a terrible practice. He threw like four interceptions, and he had a preseason game. He had a zero point zero rating, but. They weren't terrible with Mullins last year. No. What they win? Six games last year? Six, seven, six, six and They even uh, played great ten. with Beathard. C.J. Beathard didn't play yeah. bad last year at all. Um, to me, they're a team that can really take a step forward this year if Garoppolo comes back, and it, it might take him mm. a couple weeks. You bring in Tevin Coleman. You draft Nick Bosa. You're getting uh, what's it, McKinnon back. You're getting Jarrett McKinnon back. Mm-hmm. Um, you draft Nick Bosa. The 49ers are a team that can ma- definitely make moves in there, and I'm actually a little worried about the Rams because I do believe in the Super Bowl hangover. The team that loses the Super Bowl almost always takes a step back. I just think that uh, I just think that and I think uh, Gurley's gonna have a really bad year. I that could that could very He's much be, but I dude, in his name, dude, like, I I really believe that Sean McVay is such a good is a good enough coach that he will make the adjustments necessary. I, okay, I, I agree think with Sean only, McVay being the, a great the, coach. The, the only time where he was truly outcoached all last season was, Super Bowl. was a Super Bowl, and that was Bill Belichick. Well, also the, the thing that they the reason the Rams started to have a dip in their offense after Cooper Cup got hurt. Goff's play dropped so. Poorly once Cooper Cup got and Cooper hurt. Cooper Cup's coming back. back. You lost Ndamukong Sue on defense, and you lost someone else. Well, um, you, you didn't. Ndamukong Sue didn't like mean all that much. Well, he, when he you took got attention Aaron, away from Aaron Donald. Yeah, but, but when you but it's it's Aaron, Aaron Donald, Donald needed, dude, Donald, he's the best yeah. player in the league. Um, I still think they're winning this division, but the 49ers will make it interesting. Um, as I, far as the other teams in the division, I don't, I don't like the Seahawks, and I think the Cardinals are, are the worst team in the I NFL. Think, um, they they probably are. I think the Seahawks are a team. They're always one that you can't count out because of Russell Wilson. Uh, but they lost a lot on their. They played. They were in the playoffs last year. I just, they, they were a good team. I, I just one of those things. I just hate the Seahawks. To me, no about a nine win team. The Seahawks. I'll, I'll tell you what, though. I, I listen. I, as much as I like. Kyler Murray, I think, is going to be an abysmal season, and this is going to be very dangerous for the Cardinals moving forward because as as bad as their offense is, outside of David Johnson and Larry Fitzgerald, and David Johnson hasn't shown you anything since his rookie year, to sure. be quite honest, mm-hmm. that this could be turn out to be a really bad season moving forward for Kyler Murray because this is the type of season I'm and worried the type about his health behind that offense and a line. type of roster that's going to diminish his confidence no matter how good he's been his entire yeah. career, Oklahoma, high school, whatever. He's won everywhere he's gone. Yeah. But this is Pro and he's going to be dog. playing behind a terrible offensive line he's, in a tough division. Bro, he's going to be running for his life. He has no one to he throw to. He's going to play in Seattle. He's going to play 16 games and say, I should have fucking played baseball. <laughs> Probably. So are you taking the Rams in the division as well? Yeah. Okay. I'm taking the Rams, All right, yeah. let's get to our wild card picks for each division. Um, we gave our divisional winners. For me, my wild cards are going to be the Steelers. And um, who else did I say? Um, the Texans are my two wild cards. Those are your two wild cards? Yeah. All right. So I guess if I had to pick my wild card, one is going to be the Broncos. I okay. honestly believe that they could turn Ooh. it on, how good, that de- how good that offense is and how good the defense is. And my other one is actually going to be the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Okay. Because I don't think – I still So we think- both have a wild card winner coming out of the AFC South. Correct. Um, and my N- who's your AFC wild cards? Uh, AFC wild cards, I'm going to go with the Texans. Okay. And – 
The Bills. Okay, the Bills. You're not giving Bills the Browns are interesting. any love, any no. playoff love. Okay, um, okay. And NFC wild cards. Uh, I have the Atlanta Falcons, and I am going to go out on a limb and take the 49ers. That's a good one. I like that. Okay, then I'm going to go Vikings. Uh, Vikings Saints. Vikings Saints. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take the Falcons and the Cowboys. Falcons and the Cowboys. Okay. All right. Let's get to our award picks now. Um, or should we do Super Bowl first and award pick? Let's do Super Bowl. Okay, so my NFC Championship game is going to be the Bears and the Saints. My AFC Championship game is going to be the Patriots and the Browns. Okay, I got the Eagles and the uh, Eagles and the Bears okay. NFC Championship, and then I got the Browns and the Pats AFC. Okay, uh, I also have Eagles and Bears, and I'm going to take uh, the Patriots and the Steelers. Patriots and the Steelers. Okay, my Super Bowl now. I am taking. The New Orleans Saints over the New England Patriots. The same pick I had last year. The Super Bowl it should have been. Yeah. And the Saints will win the Super Bowl. Wow, you got the Saints winning. I got the Saints winning. Okay. In Drew Brees' final season. I got the Bears and the Browns. Bears and the Browns. And who do you have winning? I have the Browns. The Browns winning. I that really, would be fucking I, I cool. I really believe the, like, there's something magic happening. And believe what you say, Hugh Jackson started this whole fucking thing mm-hmm. about two years ago. And it's actually a blessing well, in disguise. he drafted most of these guys. Dude, like, like, he was like, part of it. The biggest thing ever was the Browns drafting Denzel Ward looking like fucking geniuses bringing in that guy. For sure. Um, But there's something magical happening in Cleveland finally. It happened with Cleveland. Uh, it happened with the Cavaliers when LeBron came back there's no it's the Browns are due dude they are fucking due they got their guy they have their offense they have their defense Miles Garrett is going to be a fucking animal this mm-hmm. year and I really believe that the Browns have what it takes to finally Win finally everyone and their mother is going to be a Browns fan this year hey I, I bought a Browns hat at five below like 10 years ago which I, <laughs> oh, I remember that <laughs> yeah Jesus I saw him five below he was like I'm getting this Browns hat. I sent it to Jarvis and Baker Mayfield has the swagger that's going to make it's going to get there first of all if you shotgun a beer at your teeth at a Hell Cleveland yeah. Indians game Hell wearing yeah. a Francisco Lindor jersey. Hell Josh yeah. Josh is going to be shotgunning white, white claws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, Josh, what was your uh, Super Bowl and uh, winner? So my Super Bowl is the Eagles and the Patriots with, unfortunately... The Patriots, the Patriots winning. Really? Because uh, we dude, are stuck in I'm, a nightmare I'm, I'm scenario. Super Bowl I don't watch. Where we're just fucking so, forced to watch the same Super Bowls so, over so. and over and over and over again. And it doesn't matter because Tom it's Brady is Tom shit. Brady. <laughs> He's Tom Terrific, even though nope. he can't get a fucking... Stop, uh, shut up, bitch. Even though he can't get his patent fucking approved. Dude. Asshole. Okay, so so, so you- I'm going to Boston next weekend, and my buddy... Tyler, who's a friend, friend, on Gillette. friend of the show, he's a legit Pats fan. He's been a Pats fan since Drew Bledsoe he's was also the quarterback. A he's an asshole, right? Yeah. Um, we so, cater to cunts around here. It's okay. So, yeah, it's so, so we're going up there, and my my buddy who's planning the bachelor party, hopefully he's not listening, but he fucked everything up. And uh, <laughs> Hopefully he is listening. You fucked everything up, dude. <laughs> so, um, so he's like, oh, we're going to go to Gillette Stadium. And I literally said to him, I go, no. Yeah. I'm not doing I'd it. I'd rather go to Fenway a hundred times. I over. would rather go to Fenway. I agree with that, yeah. actually. Um, okay, so let's get to rewards now. Um, so MVP, who's everyone got as MVP? Josh, why don't you start? I have got, for MVP, Matt Ryan Ooh. for the second time. Because this year, Matt Ryan is going to drop 5,000 yards and I'm, 40 touchdowns. I thought you were going to say 3,500 yards. No, he's going to drop 1,100 yards before he breaks his collarbone. 5,000 yards, 40 touchdowns. They're going to make it back to the playoffs. Julio Jones is going to have another great year. He's going to have more touchdowns than you're used to, less yards than you're used to. Um, Ridley is going to explode. He's going to have he was my he's dark going to horse. Have 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns. Dude, he was my dark horse for offensive rookie of the year last year, legit. You know, I just I think the way that the team is built right now, the, the offensive line has gotten better. 
Um, you're going to have Muhammad Sanu playing in the in the slot this year, and uh, to me, that's where he would Muhammad thrive. Sanu that's is the he's number one slot receiver in no, the NFL no, right he's now. He's not. He's not. But okay, I think so. He's not he catches no, Jarvis Landry. You throw Jarvis Landry is still the number one slot nah, receiver. Julian Edelman. Julian. No, I can't. I'm sorry. Nah. Julian Edelman is. I don't think Julian Edelman would be as he's, good in any other team. Piece. But it doesn't matter. He's, he's still on the team, piece. though. Yeah, he is a system piece. But yeah, Jarvis Landry is the only true slot receiver. You guys are talking about. If Free stays healthy this year, and the running game is open up, and it opens up the passing game. In turn, you're going to see Matt uh, Matt Ryan light it up. I could see that. I don't um, know if I think he's MVP, but I could see that easily. If everything breaks right, mm-hmm. yes, I I could see that. Uh, I MVP for my, you? It's uh, you got to go back. Pat Mahomes going to go back to back. That's how good he I gotta is. I got to take Mahomes. I got to take Mahomes. Honestly, and I listen. I'm sitting there gritting my fucking teeth because I hate the fucking guy. All right, the fact that I pay him twice at fucking my year. MVP of the 2019 NFL season, 2019-2020 season, is Mr. Carson Wentz. I think Wentz, if he's healthy, he will win it. I think it's going to be a two a two horse race between him and Baker Mayfield. Really? Yeah. I think Baker will be in the running for it. Um, I like that we all have different MVP picks, and I hope it's like some random fucking jerk-off that like no one's heard of until this year. Yeah. Some fucking tight end that puts up 2,000 receiving yards. Um, okay, Defensive Player of the Year. This is easy. Go. This is easy. Darius Leonard. Darius Leonard's your pick. Darius Leonard's your pick, and I got... Oh, your pick is my, my pick. pick. Sorry. Darius Leonard's my pick. He was so fucking good last year. But again, it's going to come down to two players. Aaron Donald, Darius Leonard. That's it. Okay. Boom, done. Until Aaron Donald has a bad season, I'm he's my shoe in every year for defensive player uh, of the year. I he's just, so uh, fucking good. I was literally... I know, it's hard, dude. It's until, really hard. Until we started this segment, my pick was Aaron Donald. I've been riding with Aaron Donald. It's like when you couldn't pick against J.J. Watt for a while. You knew yeah. it was going to be him. But I'm going to go out on a limb, and Miles Garrett will be the defensive player That's of the year. That's a good one. He's going to have 19 sacks. He's going to force a ton of fumbles. He's going to have a pick six this season, because they're going to do wild things with him. They're going to put him at the end. You're going to put him in the middle. He's going to play the nose. He's going to be playing upright. He's going to be playing three hand, three fingers in the dirt. Miles Garrett. Three hands in the three dirt. Three hands in the dirt. Yeah, his giant cock. Dude. <laughs> no, but I'm... And, and, He's got and a huge for, hog. For Defensive Player of the Year, again, like I said, Darius Leonard, Aaron Donald, don't sleep on Bradley fucking Chubb. I, I agree with that. I think Bradley Chubb will be in the running. He's going to be awesome. It's going to be between Donald, Chubb, Miller... And Miles Garrett. I don't think I think Von Miller's a little over the hill. I don't know if he's over the hill. I think the fact that if Chubb, I think if Chubb takes a step up and they see that you know Miller has lost a little bit of a step, they're going to pay more attention to him, and Miller will get to it again with preseason. He's looked dominant. Yeah, with with that fucking underarm swing Um, move. Offensive player of the year. Offensive player of the year. Hmm. Josh, Mm -hmm. if Matt Ryan puts up the numbers, I think he's going to put up and win MVP. He's He's also going to win. Okay. Offensive player of the year. I mean, it's a you could just throw it up to anyone at this point. But I mean, if I really had to pick one, honestly, probably Michael Thomas. I was going to say. Michael Thomas, but I'm actually going Alvin Kamara. Alvin Kamara. I think Alvin Kamara is going to put up at least 800 rushing yards. I think he's going to put up a thousand yard receiving season. And he's going to have double digit touchdowns. I think he's going to disrupt everything. Um, another big candidate you have to consider, obviously, is Christian McCaffrey. Even if he's on a terrible team, which I do think the Panthers will be bad, he's going to put up very similar type of numbers to Alvin Kamara. Um, okay, next we have Defensive Rookie of the Year. Defensive Rookie of the Year. See, um, uh, so there's uh, so many, dude. Mine's easy. Um, it's a team I picked to win the AFC South. Um, or Yeah, AFC South. It's uh, Josh Allen on the Jaguars. Josh I Allen. I think he's going to put up uh, at least 10 sacks in his rookie year. The fact that he plays on such a dominant defensive line where you can't single team any of these guys, he's going to see the, the he's going to be facing, they're going to move them all around. He's going to be facing the worst link on the offensive line mm-hmm. every game he plays. I think he's going to probably at least 10 sacks, if not 
more. I think he's going to come in and instantly make his name as one of the best defensive linemen and pass rushers in the NFL. Okay, so defensive defensive rookie of the year, uh, Quinn Williams. Quinn Williams. Williams, who arguably was the best player in the draft last mm-hmm. year or uh, this year, um, playing he, behind good linebackers where they can dude, do he, good things behind he's him. He's got as a well. good defense. He's going to take some pressure. Um, he's going to take some pressure off for Leonard Williams too. But I think that's not going to ha- that's not going to m- make a, that much of a difference. Quinn Williams is made for New York. He has a great personality. He's a young kid. He's fucking hungry, and I re- he's such a disruptive force in the middle of that defense. And I okay. really think he's going to be the defensive rookie of the year. Okay, Josh. Um, dude, it was all. I mean, like it was all defense this year. Honestly, yeah. I mean, the only other person I could think of would be Nick Bosa. That would yeah. Be Bosa it. definitely has a legitimate shot, yeah. like any Bosa does. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go Bosa. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just, I it's, mean... It, it, with each of these guys, they dude, can easily win it. And listen, honestly, it's probably going to be like last year where everyone thought what's-his-name was going to win it, Bosa, right? Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, it, um, it ended up being uh, Darius Leonard. Darius Leonard. So it's one of those well, things. Or was it Derwin James? Who won it? No, it was Derwin. No, Darius Leonard won it, but it was everyone thought it was going to be Derwin yeah, James. Yeah, correct. But no, here's the thing. Okay, so everyone's like, uh, like the whole Joey Bosa saga. Mm-hmm. It was like he held out for more guaranteed money. Don't hate it. That's no, exactly I'm, what you dude, should be doing. That's what you should be doing. Now, here's the thing. Joey Bosa comes in. No training camp, no nothing dominates. Yeah. Someone mm-hmm. who played him twice a year, I believe me, I fucking know. And then watching his little brother play at Ohio State, and Joey was dominant at yeah. Ohio State. Correct. Nick is ten times the player Joey Absolutely. ever is. And Nick is going to be ridiculous in that division. Okay. Um, offensive rookie of the year. Uh, listen, it's it's between two... It's be, to me, it's between two uh, two players. One's the number one overall pick, and one was completely undrafted. One is Kyler Murray. I think it's got to be a shoe-in, just because he is, he he's, is he that is the good. betting favorite. He is that good. And honestly, Dark Horse, he's an undrafted rookie. Um, I don't know where he went to college because it's that small, but he plays for the Pats. Uh, is uh, Jacoby Myers? Okay, he's, he's an undrafted the Pats rookie. Always have some weird guy come out. But Wide the receiver. They, the way they play their system, dude, it's so hard to put your chips on any one player. Dude, there's no especially rock, with no Gronk now. No Gronk. So like he, you need more targets, and he's been doing great this preseason and had a good camp. So. Josh, who's your pick for offensive rookie of the year? Um, I actually think uh, I'm going out on a limb here. I think it's gonna be Josh Jacobs. That's my pick as well. Um, um, the Raiders running back, first round pick. I think based on the system the Raiders run, yeah. that they're not gonna. John Gruden does not trust Derek Carr yet. I think they're going to put a, they're going to put a ton of stock into the running game. I think he's going to put up at least twelve hundred yards, probably seven to ten touchdowns. Going to be a threat in the receiving game as well. For yep. me, it's Josh Jacobs easily. Okay. Um, uh, comeback player of the year. Okay, let me go first. Earl Thomas. Earl Thomas Ooh, is going to be fucking awesome. He has a chip on his shoulder. He, you know, he uh, he left Seattle with a bad taste in his mouth. He's going to the AFC, and he's going to be playing against a lot of great teams. He has a lot to prove this season, mm-hmm. and. On a very good defense as well. On a good defense where he doesn't really have to be the guy. But he's going to be leaned on for veteran leadership because he's been there. He's played in big games. And arguably, he's been the best safety in the league the last 7 to 10 years. So I really think it's going to be Earl Thomas. Again, and the other one I'm going to – the dark horse would be Darius uh, – yeah, Darius Grice, the mm-hmm. running back from Washington. Yes, who's looked who, very good in camp so far. Who was the leading rusher until he tore his ACL yes. last year. But, yeah, Earl Thomas. I have to go uh, – I, I didn't want to make so many homer picks, but it is what it is. got to go with my man Debo. I could see that. Deion That's... Jones is so fucking important what to bike? the Falcons. He's so fucking important to Dude, the Falcons defense. He's, he's, he's one of the best. Range. He's one of the best young middle linebackers I've ever seen, honestly. His, his combination of speed, ball awareness, Dude, and his hitting ability. He's a great coverage backer, and he doesn't get enough credit for it, the, honestly. The pick that he made on Drew Brees a couple of years ago oh, it was, absurd. was insane. And, um, and that's a, a pretty regular play for him. You know, mm-hmm. It got so much attention because it's a big divisional yeah, yeah. game, both in the playoff race at that point. 
I got to pick Deion Jones. He's coming back in so, a big way for the Falcons. I was saying, so there's so many players you could pick right here. Like like I said, I, mean, I, oh, I, I haven't given mine yet. Oh, I, I apologize. Sorry. Um, the easy one for me, since I picked him to be a wild card, would be Jimmy Garoppolo. But the easiest one to pick, because he didn't play at all last year, and he's moving to a system that will give him touches with a young quarterback, it's Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell did not play at all that year, last year. If he puts up, a, you know, a third, now, three quarters of what he normally does. He's going to have twelve hundred rushing yards. He's going to have six hundred receiving yards, and he'll have double digit touchdowns. It's Le'Veon Bell. Now, if now if you don't play, can you still be comeback yes. player of the year? Yeah, okay. it's just a matter of playing. So, so now I'll say now if you go to other guys, um, Cooper Cup could be up Cooper for that. Cup, uh, again, Jimmy Garoppolo, Keanu Neal, Keanu um, Neal. So, yeah. so there's there's a bunch of other guys yeah, that could possibly there's a ton of guys. The, by, by All right, far and forward. the final one would be Coach of the Year. For me, it, it comes out in the 49ers again. Um, so I'm going to go with Kyle Shanahan. Kyle Shanahan. All right. I'm again. You've been Homer. I'll be Homer here. Vic Fangio. Vic Fangio is going to be the coach of the year. He's going to turn. He's going to make that defense so fucking dominant in Denver. It's going to be ridiculous. Bruce Arians again. Okay, I could see that. And let's just uh, go out on a limb here. Who finishes with the best record in the league this year? Pats. Pats. Pats will be thirteen Pats. and th- Pats yeah. will be thirteen and three. I'll go Chiefs. Um, and who will finish with the worst record and the number one overall pick? I'm not going to pick my own team. I'm going to say the New York Football Giants. I am going to agree with you, the New York Football Giants. It's a tie between the Arizona Cardinals and the and the Giants. Oh, thank you. No one shit on the Dolphins. Even I'm I'm not shitting on them. The too Dolphins much. aren't that fucking bad. They have playmakers on defense. The Cardinals have, have nobody. That head coach, Brian <laughs> Flores. <laughs> Who? Brian a guy. Flores. All right, guys. A guy with a Latino last name who's not Latino. So I think you know you weren't part of our conversation uh, that I had with Taylor last night, but I think during the football season we're going to try to angle for Wednesdays to record so we can get it done before. I love that. Okay, so that's perfect. Uh, it's going to be fucking freezing at times, yeah. but we're, we've dealt with that before. Um, so we can get it done, get it posted before so, the Thursday night football. Um, we also decided that. Whoever wins gets something from the two people that finish below them. Whoever finishes best in picks. Okay. So Whoever loses yeah. gets a punishment. Oh, no. And yeah. we're thinking like a, oh, a no. small... Non- Josh, just so We're, we're thinking like oh, a no. small, like, non-visible tattoo. Okay, whatever. Yeah, like, so, I'm gonna, we're going to on your toes. If you finish worse, it's going to say Dan Taylor across <laughs> your toes. Okay. All right. So <laughs> I was going to say... Taylor. So I was going to say... Do why, you guys don't call, why don't we just call it that? We'll, we'll put it on the line right here at the show. At the end of the season, the loser has to get the other two people's names tattooed in I'm a not, very... I'm not going on record and saying I'm going to fucking do that. No, Come no, on, no. why no. not? No, no, no. I'm not going the rest of my life. I'm not going the rest of my fucking life with you and your name tattooed on my fucking body. It's not happening. Okay, no. What if we branded you? <laughs> you mean like a jackass? Like yes. Don did the band? Yeah. But it won't be our names. Like we can get like Mickey Mouse branded on. Well, you. if I'm the one that gets what branded, we do with and you're done. Jackass, okay, wait, 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 hold on. If I'm the one getting branded and you're, and you're done doing it, that means you die. So I might think about it. True. Okay. Okay. That's so terrible. If, if, if you won't get our names tattooed, what about like a small, non-visible, like a, you know, normal tattoo? It's not. It's like don't like, do a like, tattoo of a dick. No, 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 nothing sexual. Like just like an elephant or like a can of Dr Pepper tattooed on you somewhere. That would be funny. logo. Like, ooh, uh-uh. no, no, nope. I, no, no, because I'm no. never. I no. literally, okay, if I so th- then the following year when you do it, you got to get a fucking Saints tattoo on your forehead. No, because I'm talking just, non-visible. If someone We're said I had to get a Jets tattoo, I would literally kill myself on cam <laughs> Wouldn't and say, do it. these guys bullied me into it. All right. It'd be 13 reasons why Dan's gay. <laughs> All right, so listen, real quick, if we guys want to do just say over-under, I want to just read Go the over-unders for, for the season. For DSI, so, promo code YWIL. Promo code YWIL. So, again, we'll just go through quick. The AFC East, the Buffalo Bills over under six and a half games over or under over over uh, over over six and a half games oh cool I'm gonna take the under on okay. that um, the Miami Dolphins over four and a half under 
Under, you're going to take the under? What do you I'll got? Take the under. I'm going to take the over on that just because I, I think it's a little bit better. Okay. The Jets, over, under seven. Give me. Uh, I think they're about seven. They're about seven? Yeah. yeah. I think seven even. I'm going to take the over just because I think they're a little bit better than that. Okay. Um, now, the New England Pats. Here's one's going to be hard because, like... What's it, 11 and a half? 11. 11 flat. Over. So, you're going to take the over? I'll take over. the over. I'm going to take the over because I think they're going to be a 13-win team. Um, not great odds on that, but throw everything together. Baltimore Ravens, over, under, eight and a half games. Under. Over. Under. Okay, so you, you got the under, you got over. the over. I'm going to take the over on that, okay. also because it's got better odds. Cleveland Browns, over nine and a half. Over. Over. Under. You're going to take the under? Okay. Ooh, cunt. Jesus. That's a, that's a rough one. You better do a parlay on that, Josh. Yeah. Cincinnati Bengals, over, under six games. Under. Under, under for sure. Three wins, maybe. Yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers, over, under nine. Over. Over? Over? Yeah. Okay, I like it. What about you? Uh, I'm going to take the over. Okay. Jacksonville Jaguars, over under eight games. Over. I think over. That, that one's easy. Over. That, one, that would be the... Uh, shut up. T- uh, Tennessee Titans, over under eight. I'm taking the under. Under. Immediately taking the under. That's a hard one. That is I would a hard take one. the under. Under. I'll take even on that one. You'll take okay. even? So, who? He's going to say eight is like what he's yeah. expecting. Oh, even. eight? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's a push. Yeah. We'll do push. that. Uh, Indianapolis Colts, over under six and a half. I'm going the under just because... Uh, Luck's uh, push. I'm, I'm taking the under on that. Push. I'll take the under, too. Okay. Houston Texans, over, under, eight and a half games. Over. Over? Over. Over. Cool. I will take the over on that mm-hmm. as well. Uh, okay. Kansas City Chiefs, over, under, ten and a half games. Over. Over. Okay. Yeah. That's for betting-wise. That's yeah, me. you got it. You got it. You have to take the over, too. Ugh, I'm going to fucking yeah. throw up. Uh, Los Angeles Chargers, over, under, nine and a half. Under. Under. You're going to take the under? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to take the over. Uh, Den- Denver Broncos, over, under, seven games. I'm taking the over a thousand percent. Now, this is one... Is, now, I, I think they're about an eight-win team, so I'm going to take the over. So now, here's the thing. Here's the one where the odds are... Just even. This is a straight pick. I'm at this I'll take point. the over because I could. See, I agree with Dan. I could see eight, eight nine, and seven, something yeah. like that. I'll, t- I'll take the over because I'm a homer. Yeah. Over, over because I'm a homer. Shut up. Oakland, uh, Oakland Raiders, over under six and a half games. I'm under. taking the under. under. They stink. Under. All right. NFC East, over under Eagles nine and a half. Over. Over. Okay. Washington Redskins, over under six games. Over. Over. I'm gonna take the over. That's plus 100. Those are good odds. That's a great bet. New York Giants over under six games. I'm under, taking the under. under. Give under. me two unders. Jesus Christ! From under cheese. I see. Yeah. I see the Giants as no more than a three win team. Same. I think if they get six wins, it's a great season. If they get six wins, they should just be given the Super Bowl trophy. <laughs> <laughs> Dallas Cowboys over under nine. Over. Now your now uh, your better odds are the over plus 105. I would take the over on that, especially yeah. if Ezekiel Elliott comes I back. I can see 10 They're and six, 10. Push. maybe 11 and five. Push, push on that. Push. Okay. Okay, They're going eight, eight and one. Eight. Shut up. <laughs> that's, a ca- that's such a Cowboys record. Eight, eight, eight and one. <laughs> All right. Fuck you, Justin. <laughs> NFC North, Minnesota Vikings, over under nine. I'm taking Wait, the under. Possible. You'll see. Oh, eight, seven, and one. <laughs> Jesus. Um, what's what's the Vikings? Uh, Vikings is over under nine. I'm under. taking the. Uh, under. I would take the over. Um, Green Bay Packers uh, over under nine. I'm taking the under. I'm going to take the under. I'll take the under. I'll too. take the under. That's a little high. Yeah. Chicago Bears over under nine and a half. I'll over. Take, I'll, just hammer the over on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. The odds are ridiculous. Um, Detroit Lions, over, under, six and a half, hammering over, the under. Over. I'm hammering no, the I'll under. No, I'll give them the over. I, I, mm. I'm going to uh, take the under on that one. I see maybe I see maybe seven and nine, eight and eight. I, I could, could easily see that, but on those odds, I'm going to take the under because the fact that I, I think they lean more towards bad than good. 
Uh, the Lions, mm. I do think they're going to be better, but I'm going to I'm going to take the under. Okay, so now we're down the NFC South. Atlanta Falcons over under eight and a half games. Over, over. Okay, I'll take the over okay. on that as well. Carolina Panthers over under seven and a half. Under, hammer the fucking under, under. dude. That one's good. Tampa Bay Buccaneers over under six and a half. Oh, way over, over. I'll take over, the over, over on that. Yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'll take the under on that okay. one. That's why I'm a bad better. New Orleans Saints over under ten and a half. Under, I'm gonna hammer that over. Over. Ten and Over. a half at plus one ten. They're eleven wins. Easy for me, um, especially in that division yeah. for sure. Uh, NFC West, LA Rams, ten and a half over under. I'm gonna hammer. Over. I'm gonna take over. the over on that. Over. Yeah. Arizona Cardinals over under five. Hammer the fucking under. 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 It's so under. bad. San Francisco 49ers over under eight games. Under. Over. That one's interesting. Over. I would actually take the under because it's got the better odds. It's a tough one, dude. It, it is. It's rough. It's about what they with, probably are. With, with everyone healthy, it could work out. Yeah, that I'm going to take the over though. That's a good bet to me. And then Seattle Seahawks over under eight and a half. I'm taking over. the under on that as well. I take the over. I'm going to take the over. Take the under. Okay. All so right. those are your over unders for the up for the up for the win totals season. of the upcoming um, next season. Next week we will be starting with our picks for week to week. We will be tracking our win loss totals. The winner gets a prize. The loser gets something embarrassing done to them. Mm. Um, nothing that's going to, you know, professionally hurt them or anything, or maybe nice. sexually. Um, and this was episode 66? Seven. seven? I think it's seven. Of you watch, I listen. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for Josh for forgetting his computer and being white girl wasted last night. You look like you haven't showered yet. I have um, So you need to go home shower. We'll have this I'm video. I'm going to sleep, dude. <laughs> dude, I enjoyed you your Snapchat. Video? Tomorrow? Yeah, because I just remembered I left my keyboard at work. Okay, there you go. Make the video tomorrow. <laughs> left my computer at home, left my keyboard at work. Why, wait, why is the keyboard... All right, whatever. We'll see you cunts next week. Goodbye. Bye.